0: Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now.
1: Same lucky shooter. Get bet sound, please, ladies and gentlemen. Hot shooter
0: on the line. You know what? Let it ride. Hot oh. right. dice coming out. That's an $18,000 bet. You sure you know what you're doing, kid? I know this, that if I win this role, I will save the place that I work from being sold, and the jobs of my friends that work there. Thus,
2: striking
3: a blow at all that is evil, and making this world a better place to live. Huh? And I'll buy you guys a drink. Hey! Oh. No
4: more medicine, please, ladies and gentlemen. Get
3: Joe, this one's for you.
5: It's the Ron Fez show. 866. Ron Zero Fez. 866. Ron Zero Fez. Bennington Watley. Stanley. McDonald. That's the backfield. Coming to you on a weekday in the very beginnings of the long December. Uh, I think it was TBS that announced that uh, today. Uh, was the end of the 25 days till the 25 days of Christmas and we're now on the 25 days of Christmas there's no such thing as the 25 days of Christmas to begin with we're really halfway to the fucking 12 days of Christmas they take this season that was supposed to mean something and they stretch it all out to spread good cheer? no for money Let's sell ad time. There you go, Jesus. Thank you for the ad time. All right, we're going to check with the gang
6: Ichiban.
5: Ichiban. for Ichiban's. This is the big story, the story everyone in the country is talking about. And there's plenty of stuff out there. Fez Watley, what's the Ichiban?
3: The Ichiban today is back on TV. The new season of Hoarders. <laughs>
5: Okay, this is what everybody's talking about? The uh, new season of Hoarders?
3: I think so. It is the most disgusting reality show yet. and people. This, this one's going to shock you. I've never seen it. Well, it's people that can't throw things away. But I've noticed something with last night's episode about the, a woman named Augustine. Like, she's not a hoarder. She's just, I don't know. She's just lazy. Her f- place was filled with trash. It was filled with garbage and feces. That's not hoarding. Hoarding is when you like have you want to keep every beer can or newspaper because you think it's important mm-hmm. she just doesn't empty the garbage she is not oh, a hoarder
5: a- oh augustine, you're a fraud. you ever see this show Dave?
1: I have seen it. My wife's yeah. a big fan of it. she like augustine yeah i it's ironic that she's such a fan of it because she is quite the hoarder oh yes we i'm we're talking over fifty lunch boxes. We're talking over 200 Rolling Stones. All right, see,
5: there's a difference between a hoarder and a collector. If you've got 50 lunch boxes, it sounds like you're a collector. A hoarder keeps string and paper bags. It's like what your grandmother used to act like. Like, you used the string for something. A collector is not the same as a hoarder.
1: What if she doesn't take That'd the... that be saying like museums are hoarders. <laughs> but what if she doesn't take the stuff out of the cardboard boxes? So the the whole garage is just giant cardboard boxes.
5: Yeah, but she's doing this because she thinks it's going to be worth something. Right. day, Right? And I think... Yeah, you are right. I'm That's not right. a collector, but for some reason, if you take your little figurine out of the box, you lose half the money. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a collector, it's like... I need to get all these things and in the back of your mind, you're going to be worth something someday or I'll leave it to the grant, whatever it happens to be. Normally it doesn't work out for the collector, but they seem to enjoy it. Hoarding is more as there's not enough in the world. Oh. So I have to uh, grapple onto it. Yes, six.
4: Uh, my mom, I found out my mom is a hoarder. I've been throwing out garbage bags full of bags. from. Yes, yeah, see, that's what a hoarder will do.
5: <laughs> and normally with a hoarder, uh, at some point of their life, uh, they were, you know, dead broke. Um, but let's move over here to the big Ichiban. Uh, Ichiban! And I know this this one could knock off last night's reality show out, off the number one position, because this is a story, I think, people are talking about. Todd and PA.
0: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Bessie. How you doing? Good, man. Got your Ichiban. Uh, the cop killer is gone. Ice yeah, tea. Even in the score.
5: They got iced tea today, uh, and they shot and killed him, right?
0: Yeah, he's gone.
5: Now, um, I, it was really amazing to me that he was able to get away from the dragnet for as long as he did. Because he's supposed to be batshit insane, right?
0: Uh, well, I, he was just a bad seed. I mean, uh, Huckabee me let him out for no good reason, just because uh, he was a young kid and then made some sort of a bullshit excuse last night. Uh, on the air saying uh, he was commuted because they didn't file the the papers in time or some crap like that instead of owning up to it and manning up and saying, yeah, I screwed up. But, uh, yeah, they found him today. uh, uh, There was a cop in Seattle that uh, took him out, just uh, found him by uh, a stolen car and just took him out. So
5: just uh, one cop, one bullet, ends it all.
3: Yeah. All right, thank you. They expect about six or seven more people to be arrested that they think helped him out since the cop killing.
5: So just like friends who made sure they gave him a couple bucks and some...
3: And nursed his wounds. Yeah. Like Dr. Mudd and John Luff Booth.
5: Yeah, I know, but let's say this. Davy Max on the run from Johnny Law. We're not going to throw him a few bucks. We're not going to make sure he gets socks. Yeah, come on. My feet get chilly. It's a tough call. To act like the friends need to go down
1: for that. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be punished then, at all.
5: Then it starts to sound like, you know, the fucking... Uh, I mean, I agree that the people did wrong. But at the same time, they are his buddy. What are they supposed to do? Fucking rat? It's the cops who are supposed to catch people. Not the, not his friends. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Brandon in San Diego, you're on Fez.
7: Hey, buddies. Yeah. I just want to know what's going on with the society that every news, even in primetime, leaves off with this Tiger Woods, and they always end it with there's no new results. Well, my news last night I spent 20 seconds on this top killer.
5: It's it's an interesting th- uh, point, Brendan, and it has a lot to do with the media itself. What we like is celebrities and reality TV. Uh, I thought it was an interesting thing, Fez, in you know as an Ichiban started with last night's Hoarder show, which, by the way, I had I never even heard of this. I had no idea it was a big show. What what network's it on, Fez?
3: Uh, it's on A&E.
5: <clears throat> now, the Tiger Woods uh, story is really nobody else's business any more than what your neighbor and his wife do together. Uh, you can't even convince me that a crime is taking place. If the two people involved in it say, no, there's no crime here, <laughs> then I'm not going to, I'm going to fucking go away. And if he was anybody but Tiger Woods, the cops would also go away. Now, this cop killer, this is a gigantic story on, you know, so many different levels, but not the least of which, a motherfucker was still out there.
1: Yeah, it was a scary, scary thing. He could have been lighting up the uh, other parts of Seattle.
5: Well, I mean, he's already proven that he's a fucking kill crazy maniac. You know, there's no fucking reason to think he'd stop shooting.
3: (laughs) And he took a gun off of one of the dead cops.
5: What a hoarder. He's hoarding (laughs) those guns. He doesn't need that many guns. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Roach in Vegas, you're on run a fez. Hey,
0: Ronnie, sound like a million bucks.
5: I feel like it's a million bucks today.
0: Got an Ichiban for you. Yeah. Today is World AIDS Day.
5: Um, full-blown AIDS Day, they're calling it. I think there's going to be a softball game. hmm Uh, and hopefully Earl's team wins this year. i like to see him. I don't understand why we need a day or a week or... For a month when it comes to these diseases. I am so relieved that the breast cancer month is over just because how ridiculous football looked. <laughs> right. uh, speaking of football, and I hate to do this to you guys, I hate to come on um, like a hat, but... P-T-R-E-Va. None of us believed in the New Orleans Saints. They're 11-0 right now. And uh, John uh, John Gruden from Monday Night Football... Says he believes they're going to run the table. He doesn't see anybody out there that can stop these guys predicting yet another undefeated regular season. I normally say you don't pay attention to the undefeated until they go 12-0. and 0. Then they still got to do 25% of their fucking season right. as undefeated people, which is tough. Um, and obviously, these guys are good enough. They were fucking crushing last night. Davy Mack,
1: can they do it? They can absolutely do it because they cannot be defeated at home. I mean, the Patriots against the Colts looked at least like old Patriots championship team. I know they lost. The fact that they went into New Orleans and got whipped like that... Yeah, they got whipped bad. ...was shocking. And Brady actually looks better. I mean, he looks
5: good he this looks year. Good.
1: He looks good now. The yeah. last few weeks, he's looked good. Again, the Colts game, he looked great, actually. But this fucking Saints team, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe guys getting that open on a Bill Belichick defense.
5: Steve, in Connecticut, you're in Ron Fez. Ron Fez, good morning, guys.
1: Yeah.
8: Dreams of an undefeated Super Bowl still alive. Saints 11-0, Colts
5: 11-0. Uh, wouldn't that be something? We have an undefeated Super Bowl. And either way, those old Miami Dolphin guys
1: are pissed off. <laughs> right. Who I just hate. I just yeah. despise. They mentioned that last night about they always keep a champagne bottle on ice. They
5: mention it every fucking year. since '72.
3: This champagne has to be so cold at this point. Oh, it was just... Yeah, but I mean, fuck them.
5: What
1: a a bunch of animals. I mean, Roger Maris was, you know, he... he, The guy... He died because uh, he had to break Babe Ruth's record, and yet his kids came out to support Mark McGuire. Well, anyway, to get back to the actual point of the story here,
5: the Patriots... Are a good team this year. Now, they're not a great team, but they're still a very good team. And they were crushed last night. They were. They were crushed. The Saints, the real deal that Drew Brees is just a little fucking pleasure to watch out there. <laughs> Keep your helmet on because you're a kind of a scary looking guy. Keep the helmet on even in the interviews. But um, they went big. Um, Bill, Bill in Georgia, you're on the Run of Faith show.
7: Hey, Ronnie. You got an itchy bomb for you. What do you say, my friend? End of an era. Rumor has it, Bobby Bowden will retire today.
5: Yeah, we are going to be waiting for the press conference uh, to see what Bobby has to say. Uh, but apparently the people there in Florida think he's no uh, hes no longer able to sit out there with, and just watch the games, that he needs to sit in the stands like the other people. Because to say he's stopping down his... Uh, head coach is just fucking insanity, but... Right.
1: The, Florida State actually, was uh, when they met with him, made a deal. They said, listen, you're either going to be fired or we'll give you one more year where we're going to take even more responsibilities away from you and you can stay on the sidelines for one more year. And mean, like, what else would he have done?
5: They're, they're, when you're not fucking really coaching the team, I don't know why you want to hang around. I well, Actually, I know that he loves everything about the program. He built the program. It's his. He loves to go to the fucking dinners. He loves to get a microphone and talk with that crazy Southern accent about we're going to do everything we can to shoot against the game. You know, that's his thing. It's got to be tough to give up. And yet, you're 140. I think.
3: They made it so ugly, though, there's like no fanfare for no, him. There none. is none.
5: Well, you could blame that on them or you could blame it on him, and they're both the fucking blame there. Uh, but you're right. This is not a sweet goodbye. It's not the goodbye that we all thought he would have gotten back in the 80s and the 90s. Which, if you remember, in the fucking early 90s, people were talking. When's he stepping down? Who's next? Is it going to be one of his kids? He's outlived his kids' careers. Yeah. There's nobody uh, for him to turn this over to. Um, Tim in South Bend, Indiana. I guess I know what you're going to talk about today. Yep, uh, Chaz Bono out at Notre Dame as head coach. Chaz Bono has decided, uh, now that he's no longer a woman, (laughs) to step down at Notre Dame. Uh, Fezzy, you're, of course, a Notre Dame fan. Mm -hmm. Davey Mack, you're a Notre Dame fan. Why is it so fucking tough to put together a fucking program at the school that gets all the money? It seems impossible not to do well.
3: They're just not picking coaches with head coaching experience, good head coaching experience. I, They're I, going with coordinators. You,
5: you, there's not a person here in this room who didn't think Charlie Weiss wasn't the best fucking pick. It can't be that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, he came into the program. He started kicking ass right off the bat so much they gave him a 10-year extension. <laughs> And And there's got to be something wrong besides these guys that they're picking as head coaches.
1: I mean, he even scored 38 points on Stanford. I mean, the guy's a brilliant offensive mind. The problem is Notre Dame University imposes really strict academic standards on these guys that is simply not realistic with the big-time college team. Ohio State players and FSU players and Florida players and Oklahoma, they can get... 520s on their SATs and get in there because, goddammit, they can play football. Notre Dame thinks of themselves as this old-school, 17th, you know, uh, 80s university when it's 2009. It's, it's your choice. You either got to be a big-time football program or only be an academic program and then get rid of the football team. You know, but
5: the thing that both you guys said, Lou Holtz came in here and disagreed with both of them. But he Coach thought was Rice wrong. was fu- was going to go undefeated this year, and he thinks that the way that the whole thing's set up, I don't think they care about winning. I don't fucking think they care even slightly about winning because you guys keep watching these hideous games every fucking Saturday, and there hasn't been anything to watch now for two fucking decades. <laughs> Dave, you probably can remember when they were good.
1: I remember You would have to be a little kid yeah. pissing yourself. I remember the Lou Holtz championship and I remember the good run in ninety three w- w- when they fell short.
5: Um here is Oscar in El Paso. You're on the run of Fez show. What's
8: up, buddies? Yeah, yeah, I gotta eat you on uh Tiger Woods, the best man of his own tournament.
5: You're T- from ass open. Tiger Woods has stepped down from his own tournament. Um Which makes you just know what a fucking nightmare his life is right now. He can't even walk out of his house. He's literally a fucking prisoner in his
3: own home. And he could go at least show up at his own tournament. He doesn't want to answer all the questions. He doesn't want to
5: put up with the shit. He doesn't. First of all, he doesn't even need his own tournament or any other tournament.
1: He's fucking golf. He is golf. Golf. Period. And even his own tournament, he doesn't really care about anything except for the big majors. The four majors is all he cares about. And he wants to ride it out. I mean, he, ha- he is never going to talk to those cops. No matter what those cops say, they don't really have a leg to stand on. I love Tiger right now. I feel like he's Sundance and uh, like. Well, you're loving him because he's living the East Side Dave lifestyle. Finally, <laughs> I mean... after all this time, something crazy took
5: place in the middle of the night that he doesn't want to talk
1: about. He's Butch. He's Butch casting and the Sundance Kid all rolled into one. He's fucking boarded himself into that house, and he's just probably has like fucking guns all over the place. I love him.
5: You can't expect a guy, you know, whatever happened with between him and his wife. He don't want to fucking tell you about it. He doesn't fucking feel the need to tell the cops or anyone else what's going on in this home. You pissed about the tree? Anything else on the street? Fuck you, I'll pay for it. What check do you want
1: me to write? But anything that goes on in my house is not your fucking business. He's going to have to come
3: out eventually. No,
1: he's not. He'll fucking... He'll Howard use this thing. Tiger's my favorite athlete right now. And any check he writes... Will be, fuck you. (laughs) He doesn't. You can't cash that. Well, no, he just puts that in the memo part.
5: He's not going to write it. That isn't an amount. (laughs) But it really doesn't seem to be anybody else's fucking business. It seems like this is just fucking gossip, and you know, I don't mind the gossip shit. You know, when people were like, oh, who's Jack Nicholson fucking? But by the time it gets to sports, it really annoys me. You know? (laughs) It just, I don't fucking care. (laughs) And I don't care if fucking T.O. has done something stupid or if fucking Ocho Cinco has done something, has tweeted. Just fucking play the game.
3: Well, this girl that he supposedly linked to that led to the argument that gave him a golf club in the face. Rachel Uchitel, I think her name is? Yeah. She's been linked with Derek Jeter and A-Rod. So linked
5: she... by who? What does that mean, she's been linked?
3: <laughs> that she has dated, that she has gone out with those two guys. Well
1: What does that mean? Link is another golf term, maybe.
3: That she is going around and she's trying not only to date athletes, but, but the very best in but each sport. We don't know
5: what fucking circles they all run in. It might not be... Uh, she might not necessarily be waiting outside a locker room. She's some from some society family,
3: right? Yes. And she, well, she's a, uh, she's a party planner. But you're making her seem like the fucking
5: woman who shot Roy Hobbs.
3: <laughs> <It's> Barbara <laughs>
5: she's Hershey. She's Barbara Hershey.
1: <laughs> Roy, are you going to be the best player ever? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be the best there ever was, the best there ever will be. What a be. mean bitch.
5: Um, but really, she's fucking hot chick... These fucking guys are young guys. This Link stuff is, they're not Al-Qaeda. It's adults having
1: sex with other adults. I actually think, if anything, Fez has got it backwards. Jeter, Tiger do Gillette commercials. I guarantee you they're all buddies. Obviously, Jeter and A-Rod patch things up. They're saying to Tiger, go out, bang this piece of ass in, in, in Manhattan that I have for you. Trust me. You'll get her. I'll I'll set you up, and that's what's going on. They're fucking sharing this woman around. But again, no big deal. <laughs> she needs a quarterback, like I'm Tom sure she, Brady or I'm sh- Peyton. I'm sure Jeter G- knows and, Tommy Brady.
5: And how will that change your your life if she gets Tom Brady? <laughs> what does this have to do with
3: anything? Make me jealous. But it, what it would happen is it would be another top name in a sport. And she, Let's see if she can go for the cycle here,
5: Tiger. I but guarantee. it's not unusual for hot chicks to be after the alpha dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what is she going to do? Oh, I fucking dated um, Derek Jeter, and the guy who works at the mall. I, mean, I dated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, one, once you get up into that fucking realm, you're gonna stay there. Right. She's she wants to be with a fucking go getter. He Elvis Hers
3: should know better than this. No better how? He that said, he's mean? being used. He's fucking how is he being used? Who's using who? That she is just targeting
5: top sports stars. Well, can I tell you something? When a woman targets you, mm-hmm. say thank you. That's what you should fucking do. If a woman says, "I fucking admire your work and I want to be with you," you look her over. If she's attractive, you're gonna say yes. How are you victimized? Here? I say
3: no, thank you, ma'am. Because it's what because now she is making a reputation for herself.
5: Where she had no reputation before the media went and dug up who she dated. She's you know, a there's no such this fucking, What does this mean? A reputation for yourself? She's a fucking attractive young woman. Uh, attractive young men are attracted to her, perhaps. They all pursued her, you know? Yeah, and how? I, I, don't, I don't understand how she has benefited. And she's already said publicly, I've been with Tiger Woods. Now, who am I to fucking say anyone's lying? Whether they did or whether they didn't, it doesn't fucking change my life.
3: Yeah, she denies things, and then her mother does interviews and lets everything out. Her
5: mother did not do an interview. They're stopping her mother on the way to the fucking Winn-Dixie. <laughs> this fucking media is crazy. She's not called a press conference. My daughter likes to fuck a lot of people. Good for her.
1: <laughs> We're very proud of her. <laughs> I'd be the first one to ask her, where can I uh, locate her? That's my question in the press conference. Why would- now,
5: Have you seen this girl? Yeah. Why wouldn't these young men want to have the opportunity to date her? She's an attractive young chick. Apparently she comes from money. Everything about, you know, she's got a great education background. They all show up at the same parties. It's not a shocker. Anymore it would be in your hometown to find out that the fucking girl in high school dated the fucking, you know, captain of the football team, the class president, right. and of course and at the highest level. The class clown. So obviously, you
1: know, women like alpha dogs. It's not crazy. Seems a little bit anti-woman maybe on Fez's part. In what way? If there was a dude who was banging Cameron Diaz and, you know, Julia Roberts and all that, we wouldn't fucking be angry at him.
5: And also, if we have, if there's a woman you like, I don't think that you target them the way Fez had, (laughs) that somehow there's a violent act. That goes along with heterosex.
3: Well, I think what happens is we see that she's dating these superstar athletes. You don't know what her motives are. You, have, If you're Tiger Woods, you have to be careful. You don't know what she's collecting these famous names for. What diary she's keeping. What book she plans on writing.
5: So there's no evidence at all of this. There's no evidence... At all to what you're saying. I mean, and there have been uh, women that have dated some of the biggest rock stars in the fucking world, right? Why wouldn't they? Why would? Why wouldn't fucking Mick Jagger be fucking attracted to the girl that used to date Brian Ferry? Brian Ferry isn't going to fucking date dog shit, you know. This woman has her own fucking background of uh, you know supposedly money and. Whatever the fuck, you know, prestige comes along with that. I don't know. I don't fucking run around in the circles. It doesn't seem that shocking, but it also doesn't seem so uh, conniving, the way Fez has it, that somehow these guys are being used.
1: I think the guys are, are talking to each other and being like, here, here's a chick who you can get your rocks off with.
5: I don't even think it's that fucking uh, awful, you know? We had Marion and Faithful. On the show. She had been with a couple of the Rolling Stones, a couple of other, you know. She came in here, she was like in her 60s. I'm like, no wonder. She's fucking 60s. She looks fun- unbelievable. And there's no fucking reason at all the guy from Coldplay wouldn't run off with her today. What <laughs> the fuck? You know, and there's, you know, she is around talented men that dig her. I, I just don't see it as targeting. And I don't see, and there's no reason for me to think that either one of these people are lying. It's none of my business mm-hmm. whether Tiger's been with them or not. But if they both said, we've never been together, there's no reason in the world for me not to go, oh. Yeah, and if Tiger's w- chick might have been mad at her for just the fucking rumor shit that started out mm. that has nothing to do with this. Maybe they found out she's dated a couple of famous athletes, was at the same party as Tiger, so they write it up. Then the wife fucking reads this shit. You know, sometimes wives worry. She goes a little crazy on Tiger and off they go. Yep. Um 866 run zero Fez. Eight six six run zero Fez. Uh here's Mark in Calgary. You're on Run Fez.
8: Yeah, speaking of uh, attractive women, I got an itchy bond from uh Argentina. Uh thirty eight year old former Miss Argentina has died after undergoing cosmetic surgery to get a firmer ass.
5: Yeah, I don't fucking get why women Want to do this, you know? People fucking forget the cosmetic surgery is still surgery. I mean, like, I guess if you really fucking needed it,
1: go ahead and do it, you know? But for a firmer ass? Who wants that? I mean, be besides, like a nice jello ass. I, I like, yeah, some cushion. Mm. I'm not going to say for pushing. <laughs> it's just You too were leading. Easy. You, you were leading. <laughs> for you. Too easy It's not easy. <laughs> okay, fine. Then I love the cushion <laughs> for the push it. No, I Brilliant. like it's nice and soft. Uh, a, a, a chick shouldn't have a firm ass. That's well, bizarre. By the way, uh, Argentina, for whatever
5: reason, has the cheapest cosmetic surgery rates in the world. Uh, so people from all over the world go there. Yeah, because you can get this stuff done for like a buck three eighty.
3: Right. I which heard. Which is nothing. <laughs> well, we see the results too. But Dead Miss Argentina Well you also have people
5: dying in this country From cosmetic surgery Once they put you to sleep You're fucking You're rolling the dice with that shit
1: Yeah the only thing I know about it is From what I see on Nip Tuck And apparently plastic surgeons have to solve murder mysteries Never once saw it <laughs> I never saw this or Hoarders Am I missing everything the world has to offer Why am I going out at
5: night What, what am I missing
1: You're missing shit It's good to watch
5: Oh, she's not a hoarder She's just a pig.
3: A maid service shouldn't be able to cure your o c d
5: mm. uh here is uh James in uh hey, buddy. North Carolina.
8: Hey, buddies. I've got a moral conundrum uh so I don't know how familiar you are with Facebook, but um, I met this dude just nice guy at office max copy guy. He sent me a request. I realized he was gay. I'm sure this could be, but I realized he was gay. Not a big deal. My over. So he sent me a friend request. I accepted. That was a couple weeks ago. And then all of a sudden last night, I get an email saying that um, he knows I'm married. Uh, he can't stop thinking about me. He can do dirty, dirty things to me. And if I'm interested, the email back. So if I ignore it, will it go away?
5: Well, let's let's say. Let me just point something out to you, James. Yes. Sir. Uh, you met a guy at Office Max.
8: He was a copy dude, so he was just bullshitting while I was getting copies, you know, helping me out making copies because.
5: You can tell that he's gay.
8: Obviously. He's fucking like.
5: You have a office. Facebook account. Well,
8: yeah, i Then wife, he
5: I'm... befriended you on your Facebook account and you accepted. Yes, sir. There was something inside of your southern heart screaming out, I'm gay, recognize me. <laughs> Dave, is he gay or not? Very James. much so. Hicks, he wants it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. There's two things that you don't have if you want to be straight. Uh, gay friends and a Facebook account. You, my friend, took the caller. You're over 2 there.
8: Well, Thanks. then I'll dump my Facebook and fuck the fags.
3: Sorry, Fezzy. He says that now, but he's just fighting it. You you agree with me, then? Oh, he is... James is absolutely gay. There was Thank you! There was enough about this brief, tiny encounter at office, Max. Yeah. There was some sort of sparkle, some sort of twinkle between them, where he had to pursue it, even just in the slightest bit of accepting a Facebook friendship.
5: I don't see anything slight about that. I don't know why you'd want to have... A, a Facebook account. B, male friends. For him,
3: that was a gay act in of itself. Even though they never touched, nothing physical happened, just the fact All that All right, he- hold
5: on, slow this down. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. You're saying that if you have a moment, mm-hmm. a private moment with a gay person, yes, a conversation, uh, whatever it happens to be, that's a gay act.
3: That was a gay moment, yes. Wow. That was a All right, let me let me give you a couple moral conundrums. Okay.
5: You're on a plane. Right. You're going to Miami. So you got a couple hours. Sure. Gay guy sitting next to you. He starts talking. You're like, okay, let's have a conversation. You guys are, you know, talking about this and that.
3: That's a gay moment? Are you getting to know him more? You're yeah, talking I mean, about you, his job and stuff?
5: Yes, you're just sitting there making conversation. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I used to live in that part of town.
3: That is a gay moment. Wow. That is a definite gay moment. This fucks me up. This fucks me up. Yeah, this guy right now, James, that called... Yeah, maybe right now he can't admit his true uh, yearnings and feelings. Maybe it's something he's stuffing away. But there was a little bit of him that let that one fraction of a second out where he dropped the guard.
5: So conversations on a plane, nothing physical happens.
3: Nothing. Doesn't have to, Ron.
5: And even though you've both walked away from each other, never to, doesn't matter. You've had a gay moment.
3: You've had a gay moment, yep.
5: Dave, I've had a gay moment. Oh, God. Get the quarantine. Not as straight as I thought. That's what happens. All right, hold on. Let me answer this, though. Okay. That gay guy. Right. On the plane. Yeah. Talking with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Has he had a straight moment? No. He stays gay.
3: Yeah. We're the ones. Because it was another guy.
5: you got to be so careful you don't end up with gay moments.
3: That's why They're I won't, out there. That's why I won't
5: do anything to help this World's AIDS Day.
3: I don't want the reputation. This guy called in hoping we would say, Oh, drop your Facebook, don't answer that email, don't do this, don't do that. He's so confused right now. He doesn't know which way to turn. He's thinking about emailing back. Even if it's to he say knows. not interested. Even to say it's not interested, he's still keeping the connection right. there. Well, let me ask you this. All right. Gay guy. You're right,
5: Goes out shopping with a girl. Mm-hmm. They go to lunch together. Yeah. They're looking over stuff. Has that gay guy had a straight moment?
3: I don't think so. Okay. No, because what are they doing? They're shopping and having lunch. They're doing his gay things.
5: All right. So suppose he goes to a football game with a, gay, with a straight girl. Straight moment?
3: Seems very rare, but I guess that, yeah, that's... uh, that's... So we can pollute
5: them. They're not just polluting us.
3: It's so rare.
5: That's why I like my steak. Is that gay or straight? Oh. All right, I got a question for you. Okay. Dave's brother's gay. Right. And how? Dave calls him on the phone. What's going on? What kind of work are you doing? Oh, tell me more about your article. They hang up. Dave had a gay moment?
3: Dave has had a gay incestuous moment. Oh, no. Gay and incestuous. Because he wants to know what's going on in Queertown. That's Dave peeking, you know, because that's his brother's article. That's his column. Dave now, peeking Queer- over the fence into Queertown. What's going on there? Uh, your your brother lives in L.A. The yes. name of his
5: place, is Queer, his article is Queertown, right? Yeah, his blog. Is that the nickname for L.A.? Like Beantown is in I Boston? I suspect
3: it is. Oh. Wow! I suspect it. There's probably gay moments happening all the time there.
5: I'm a little nervous because I saw the uh, the trailer for Single Man by Tom Ford and said, God, I can't wait to see that. I might as well just stuck a cock in my fucking
1: yeah. mouth and jacked it. I mean, I've seen like almost all John Waters movies. Gay moments.
3: Oh, fuck it. Total gay moments.
1: I watch American Idol, Seacrest.
5: Tim in New Hampshire, you're on run of Fez.
8: So, Fez, let me ask you a question. If I know a guy is gay and he's speaking to me and I converse with that guy, are you saying that I have gay tendencies or I'm at least gay curious?
3: Yes. Yes, I would say if you're trying to find out about that gay guy, then, yeah, it's a form of, it's a very simple, very basic um, hitting on him.
8: All right, Ron, you heard him say it, then the best thing to do is to beat the hell
3: out of all the gays when you
5: meet them if you don't want to be thought of as a gay. Tim, in, in all honesty, gay bashers are definitely somewhat gay.
3: I don't know if there's anything gayer than oh, yeah. a gay basher because they are just scared to death of what they really are, uh-huh. that they have to attack any symbol of it, I, meaning other gay people.
5: By the way, there's the chick that's supposedly with Tiger and with the other stars. Uh huh. She's really gorgeous. There's no fucking way... That any man wouldn't want to be with this woman. I, have, I don't even know her personality, but physically, yes.
3: I have to see her without <laughs> the sunglasses on. Well, I'd make her leave them on. Those eyes may be crossed. We don't know.
5: <clears throat> yeah, well, sunglasses work. Um, it's a weird fucking thing. But I will agree with you, the gay bashers. And I won't even just say scared, Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I think they're turned on. I think they're excited to be interacting with a gay guy and, you know... Being physical with him.
3: Enjoying the rough stuff.
5: Yes, of course that woman's beautiful. And of course, there's no reason to deny that if they were together, it's because Tiger pursued her. Absolutely. That's the way I feel. And I, I hope Tiger does this. what you're saying. Fuck you, fuck everybody else. They got nothing to do with you. <laughs> he ain't coming out ever again. Um here's Jason in Virginia, you're on Fez. Hey
7: Ronnie hey, Fez. Uh Fez, you've interacted with like nieces <laughs> and nephews,
5: right? Yes. Does that make you a pedophile?
3: No, that doesn't make me a pedophile. But
5: pedophile moments.
3: <laughs> no. Not even pedophile moments. You're with a kid.
5: Seems so right. like they're
3: linked, though. The yeah. kids aren't sexually active.
5: Have any kids ever come in? Oh, Uncle Ronnie, you want to play, blah, blah. They they weren't active before they met you. But I always say, hey, your uncle's no
1: ped. Right. Move on down. Find another one. Don't target me. Right. If they're going to sit on your lap, at least duct tape it down,
5: you know. By the way, since I only see a lot of nieces and nephews like once a year at Thanksgiving, I am just watching this speeded up version of their life. (laughs) (laughs) And they're completely <laughs> different the following year. What the- I had I had a little niece. The, you know, before she was always running around. Now she's uh, 11, right? She's so much taller, like a foot taller. Sat down. The only thing she talked about with me, and it was for an hour, was AFV, and Tom Bergeron <laughs> I'm fucking dying she's telling me every America's Funniest Home Video that she liked and then what Bergeron tagged it with and she goes and they get back and Tom Bergeron says and she's telling it like it's the funniest story and I'm like looking at her going you're the wackiest little thing i ever met in my life so Tom Bergeron does a bobblehead on it I have no idea what she's talking
1: about he's like a giant Carson to those people
5: And now, (laughs) what's going to happen is, like, next year, I'm going to be like, uh, oh, hey, how's Tom Bergeron? She's going to be like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? I get high. (laughs) Um, And that's the thing, like, to you, like, if you don't see, like, a four-year-old kid for, like, a year, you're like, oh, I just saw you. But to them, it's like half the life that they can remember (laughs) you haven't been in.
3: (laughs) What's crazy is when they they no longer have, like, a baby hairstyle. like the hair has finally grown in, and it's like they have regular kid hair. It looks crazy, like they put on a wig. <laughs> so,
5: what, what? By the way, I'm just curious. What are the baby hairstyles?
3: Where, like, like a baby, like a baby mullet, where the back of their hair grows in faster than the top of their hair when they're still a toddler and stuff.
5: Man, I don't even know if I've ever. I don't yeah, even I, know what that, that is. What
1: happens? My daughter has the baby mullet right now.
5: I can't tell you how little I pay attention to those
1: kids. Yeah, well, he's. And your son speaking, huh? Yeah, he's 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 starting to say mama and stuff like that. How old is he now? Only six months. Wow, that is quick. It's like the all the sickness and shit. And by the way, we got to the Philadelphia Children's Hospital tomorrow. So, thank you, thank you for the help, Ron, Fez, and Cruel Circus. Cruel Circus? Yeah, maybe it's time for me to change my f- feelings of RonFez.net if people like Cruel Circus are still there. Uh Which party is he going to? net party. But he's not going to JVAC's party? No. I don't think so, but you know what? Good question. I'll ask him. I think he was the guy who got us connected with the place, so tomorrow Stanley's going to chop, as it I, were. Uh, then we're going to do this,
5: too, with Cruel Circus. I don't want to come off sounding like Franklin, but no one draws on him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't get so fucking whacked
5: this year. And then remember last year when. Uh, Maybe people it could right write Oh, it was Swiss. It was Swissmas. It was yeah. kind of like. That's not
1: right! No, that's not right! We actually chanted Franklin at Swissmas. Yeah. That's when it starts to make. Franklin!
3: Franklin! Franklin!
1: But uh, my daughter does have the baby mullet, as Fez has pointed out, and it's. Fucking you guys are teaching me so much today. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I never knew baby mullets existed. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Um it's because the hair on the top of the head is so fine, but gravity takes the hair I down. don't really know much <laughs> about kids until
5: they're old enough to go outside and smoke with you.
6: Right. And then I'm like, Hey,
5: <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> yeah, that's a fun moment. Yeah. You ever do this like with a niece or nephew is like you get their age missed by like eight years? You'd be like, well, you must be graduating
1: this year. No, I'm 10. Oh, okay. I always feel very sad when that happens, and, like, I think I've kind of lost... I've stopped being friends with a couple who, from no fault of their own, I saw their kids when they were born, and then I I hadn't seen them for a few years, and I recently saw them, and they have two little kids, and I'm like, I don't think we can be friends anymore, because I feel like I just... I'm too distant from you guys.
5: So you think that... It's okay to end friendships or comb friendships back when they get all tied up in family stuff. Oh, I'm not
1: going to say that. What I'm saying is, (laughs) I'm saying... I I just wanted to see how you play both sides of this. (laughs) No, I'm saying I avoided... um, I, I didn't intentionally avoid... I just hadn't seen them. I moved to Queens you know, and then Brooklyn, and so I didn't see my Jersey crew. Then I saw them for the first time in th- whatever, three years, and their children are walking around, and I'm like, shit, mm. what's the, what did I do? I
5: missed all this. Um, let's go to Chris in San Diego. You're on my Yeah. Hey, buddy, how you yeah. doing? I'm watching yeah, I- Dave trying to dig out of his hole. After calling what? Deb, what Deb the devil. Oh, I
1: didn't even put that together. <laughs> yes. I swear to God. I swear to God. I don't think. How can you possibly think I think?
5: Mm, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, what can we do for you, Chris? Oh, well, hey, I just called to tell
7: you, Ron, you might as well turn off the mics and put the headphones down. Fez lost all your straight listeners for you. If we're all listening to you guys every day, I guess we're having a gay moment.
5: Mm. Well, I don't think he meant it that way, but I can understand you using his dumb logic back at him. I love—I've made a living doing that.
3: Chris but is I, having I, a gay moment if he's calling all the other listeners straight.
5: Um, <laughs> they are. They don't have a huge amount of gay listeners. I'd like a hell of a lot more. Lord knows they got no one to entertain them. Right. I don't even know who was like the definitive gay American. All time.
3: I would say it was... Um, wow, it could be Neil Patrick Harris right now.
5: That's right now. But he's fucking nobody in terms of, you know, the history of the United States. I mean, you got to admit, if you started to write up famous Americans' names all time, mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris mm-hmm. would come in at the end of the phone book. Liberace. Never came out.
3: No, never did. What?
5: Yeah. Never came uh, out. I had
3: no idea. Sued yeah. a guy who said he was his boyfriend. Yeah. Why? And won. Yeah, and won it. Well, look at the costumes. Yeah. Didn't that's want to odd. cost
5: himself money. He is basically don't want kids, always say. Yeah. Don't it's, let him know you're gay. That's amazing. So we've never really had a gigantic. <clears throat> I mean, maybe
1: Truman Capote, but, you know,
5: or Tennessee Williams. Mm hmm.
1: Well, like, were Charles Nelson <laughs> Riley and Paul Lynn, were they out of the closet?
3: Paul Lynn never came out. Oh, oh my until God. Until he died.
1: Uh, he died during gay sex, doing poppers.
5: Do <laughs> you imagine that fucking embarrassment? You kept, I'm not gay. He keeps saying over, well, Fez, would you do the voice for me? I'm not
2: gay. So
5: then, you know, <clears throat> you're found dead, fucking poppers up your nose and shit on your dick. <laughs> okay. Fine. Thanks for being honest with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> holy shit
5: uh, literally what, what about Charles Nelson Riley I don't know you know these people um, I don't think he ever came out holy that's amazing Jeff in Rochester your manifest.
8: yeah hey Ronnie how about the first time you're talking with your nephew and he says fuck in front of you
5: and he knows he's not going to get in trouble for it that would be the day he was born <laughs> cause I ain't the fucking cuss police the Casper is another coming for you.
1: Fez, you say curse or curse?
3: I say curse. That's gay.
1: Oh come on, I say curse too. Gay. Damn it! <coughs> I'm having a lot of gay moments today. Well, it's in your blood. It's in your DNA. I guess so. You know, we we have a, um two gay members too. Not in the immediate family, but in the distant family, there's a cousin. Um
5: trying to think. I, I had gay cousins, but nobody would say they were gay.
1: Oh, yeah. No one will say this. this no, well, person. except for the other kids. <laughs> no one says the other person is gay at all. Absolutely not. Older. I've always thought that cuss was sissy bullshit.
5: It, it's a more uh, aggressive word than
1: curse. I, I hate to be racist, but I always thought only like black people said cuss. Yeah, swear, that's
5: thought... where I roll, brother.
1: All right? I'm fucking new jack. Okay. <laughs> I that's... new jack this whole thing up.
3: What about swear? He's swearing. I know, I know. So that's old swear. timey.
1: That's like leave it to Beaver shit. Wow.
5: Uh, Mike, in, in, in Indiana, you're in a Fez. Uh, hi guys. Uh,
8: yeah, I got. Hey, I got a gay person for you, but I also got a question for uh, for Fezzi. Uh, how about Rock Hudson?
5: Never came out.
8: <laughs> yeah,
7: oh, no, yeah. Even why
5: he, he had AIDS never came out. Right. Yeah. Uh,
7: uh, Fezzy, it se- sounds like you're promoting uh, uh, separatism, and she must. My daughter hasn't came out yet, but I'm pretty
3: sure she's gay. Would that make me gay, bragging with her? No, if not no, not with a child. For heaven's sakes. Uh, yeah, Rock Hudson never
5: came out. And I knew he was uh, gay. How? Uh, He was fucking me in the ass, threw up on my back. Oh, And I'm like, you gotta be sick. I you hope. are it's the 80s. We got to stop this. Right. That's why I, I turned around and I said, Ew. You sure you're okay? <laughs> I hope and you're wearing protection. Mm-hmm.
1: World's AIDS Day. Yeah. Pedro. Uh, Pedro from Real World, San Francisco. Isn't that
3: an embarrassment, though, in terms of great Americans? <laughs> People don't even know Pedro's last name. Morales. Uh, <laughs> that's real, the wrestler. I'm a real wrestler. Oh, that's
5: Pedro Morales is the old wrestler. That's why Fez laughed. Oh, he got the reference more than you did. Zorales then or something. It was uh, very similar. Mac in Atlanta.
8: Hey, what about Elton John?
5: He's not American. <laughs> uh, he's not American. Lance Bass. <clears throat> all right, all time American figures. And we're coming
1: up with Lance Bass. <laughs> well, you see how and, sad that is, though? think was was the number one band for a two-year stretch. That doesn't mean shit in terms of the American history. Right. I mean, let's look at it.
5: Harvey Milk, the political mm. guy, he was like the commissioner of fucking four blocks in San Francisco. It was nothing. Nothing. Well, how about some Yeah, he gets a movie made out of
1: them. What about those allegations that Lincoln was gay? Because they
4: had those letters he Here's my
5: problem allegations never out you gotta be out to I fucking to out. carry the flag they but,
4: said James Buchanan was gay but David Geffen he's out he's fucking huge
5: David Geffen billionaire right but and he does work for gay causes and the great news Fez
1: is he's not an embarrassment at all I would think that Jan Wenner is bigger than David Geffen I mean he, he's more in the spotlight can I just bring something up he didn't even decide he was gay
5: till he was fucking 50. <laughs> it's really a disappointment if you... You'd think there'd be more actors. And I don't even know if Young Warner's gay or just likes that one guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, I caught half of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And everything I, th- I saw, I thought was great. Thank you. I saw the second half. Thanks. Uh, as a matter of fact, starting with the Stones thing and Earl... And his attack on Fergie is just—it's right. unwarranted. You are attacking whatever you think of the music she's done with Will. I M., hes not. And that—I I mean, that, he is too subjective. Not that fucking performance last night because she came out and she really did kick ass and you could see it in Jagger, and you could see it in Bono. Yeah, they were both very excited to have her on did stage. Did
1: you think that if anyone dropped the ball in that performance, it was this, the U2 themselves, that the weird slowness of it? Mick I don't know. If, and Fergie were terrific. I don't know if U2 is the kind of band people should be playing with. It's you know what I mean like they just kind of play U2 music. Well, it's because the edge is so distinctive. It's weird. He doesn't know how to Yeah, like he lets the notes hang. He's not he a rock and roll guitar player. It's, yeah. He's a very weird guitarist. Yeah. And he actually he but, doesn't get enough credit for that because he's very original.
5: No, he 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 does get credit for it. He's known to be original. But in that um who was the I did the RBI with the guy, the guy who directed the movie about all the guitar players. Oh And yeah. he was basically showing Yeah. that it's really just like what he does with like feedback and shit that makes us like these little machines that he hangs off, that that's where his style comes from.
1: Yeah, well he plays basically rhythm and lead for you too. That's why they don't but have for another me, guitars.
5: And I'm embarrassed by fucking uh not hearing this from Earl. When Jeff Beck came out and played Day in the Life, it was fucking unbelievable. That was cool. Unfucking believable. Just to see Jeff Beck on stage like that. Yeah. No. And he Buddy looks Guys great. with him. And that little fucking bass chick that was just fucking—I was thinking that it had to be his daughter. I don't know who it was. She was but I, looking at him like I'm Daddy. really interested because, you know, that's a fucking pressurized situation. Me <laughs> yeah. and you're playing with two great, <laughs> folks, and she was just like, "Fuck it, let's the, go,
1: let's fucking do this thing." Right? It sold out the guard, and then the guy from ZZ Top came on and and, and played Jimmy. It was I'm telling you that that all these people are fucking crybabies? There was something wrong with uh, human beings. Um that they can't just enjoy things anymore. No, it's true. Did you I'm and I blame it on the internet because it's easier to complain. Did you see um Metallica? No, I didn't see that part okay. of it, so I will. I'm gonna promise I'm gonna see it.
5: I just turned it on and I'm like, I don't even know if I've heard so many bad things, and I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm like, this
1: is fucking terrific. Oh, I'm just really curious. I think you love the the Ray Davies thing, and I'm just curious to hear if you like or dislike uh, Lou Reed.
5: Oh, and um the guy from
1: Credence coming out with
5: the E Street Band was fucking
1: fantastic. And that's huge because Bruce loves Fogarty. Loves What's not him. to love? Loves him. Well, yeah, Fogarty is one of the great... You know Fogarty was in here when we were on vacation? No. Fucking played in our lobby? Holy shit. I love him and I love Credence.
5: What's not to love? I love fucking Credence. I was on the road, played 25 straight Credence songs in a, in a row this summer. That's good. Saw everybody yelling in the car going, Jesus Christ. Enough for the Credence. <laughs> what? I don't know. I think they thought it was Jeff Bridges after a while. I just want <laughs> to get off
1: the credence. And this is it. And this is what they were playing. Yeah, this is the one that played with Bruce. And, I mean, people mock Bruce all the time. He plays with people Sam and are, you know, He plays with fucking U2. He plays with Fogarty. And every single performance he did with a different celebrity was phenomenal. So fuck off.
5: And people want to attack him and like a Paul McCartney because you know
1: why are they such easy targets?
5: They're great. Well, it's like attacking the weather now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you you fucking you you'll, you like just think how many times people bring up the weather to you, right? Yeah. But they have no idea the purpose of the weather and right. what it does for the crops and how fucking how we how the planet would die if the weather didn't change. We didn't get the right amount of sun and rain. And the wind serves a purpose the time, and yet all they want to do is complain about the weather. Right, you know. And in that case, it's great weather, huh? Yeah, it is. I wish it would stay like this all the time. Well, do you realize that we would then we wouldn't have carrots. Yeah. If it fucking <laughs> stayed like this all the time.
1: Well, to me, we've made this argument before. It's like if you're a Red Sox fan and and you say I hate Derek Jeter, that's one thing, but you can't say Derek Jeter sucks. No, it's, it's the same thing of people saying Paul McCartney sucks. Well, he doesn't suck. You don't like his music. Don't say he First sucks. First
5: of all, it, you might have decided to start hating his music after the top 100 songs of all time. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many. It, it <laughs> fucking kills when people act like that what people have done with their life in the beginning parts of their life somehow negates when they get older. Oh, it negates the genius. You yeah, know? It doesn't count.
1: Yeah. Well, that and, stuff still exists. So it, unless the other shit erases it
5: magically. And. Mick Jagger going out like that when he was 65. Just remember when your grandfather was 65. He used to sit there with a blanket on his lap, and you would come over and go like this. Hi, Pop! I wanted a dollar!
1: You look it's great. fucking is uh, insane. We're such an ageist country, it's disgusting. It is fucking horrible. We, we want to all be Jim Morrison's, but then no one has the balls to actually, you know, just go out there and get lit up, and, you know, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be conventional the way this country is, but then at the same time, you know, want everyone to stay young. Well, again,
5: and what the fuck is so great about young? How many of our great fucking writers did when they were older in life? Great fucking filmmakers. Absolutely. Uh, You know, all the philosophers. You want fucking people to have some experience. Then you fucking cry like a baby because their fucking thighs aren't as tight as you want. (laughs) What do you fucking care? It's another man. Talk about a gay moment, you fucking weirdos. Um, uh, Al, you're on the Run of Face Show.
2: Hey, guys. Um, as far as being famous and accepted, I think the quintessential gay person is probably Ellen.
5: Well, let's face it. The lesbians are far and away above the gay guys. Far and away.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they don't even count. They're not even in the same league.
5: No. no they're not as embarrassed, they're able to stand up more, and, quite frankly, they're less likely to act a fool. They don't get all stupid with it. Right.
3: They're uh, accepted more.
5: Um, well, they're accepted because of the things they've done. Justin in California, you're a manifest.
7: Hey, Dave made a great point a minute ago about not liking a guy versus not respecting a guy. I'm a Raider fan out here in California, and... Uh, you know, I grew up hating John Elway because all he'd do was kick our ass every time we played him. Right. But I'd take that fucking guy in a heartbeat. I mean, the guy was a quarterback and a half. Just because I didn't like him didn't mean I didn't know he was great.
1: Yeah, if if you lived on the East Coast, Michael Jordan beat your team with 50 points every game. If you were going to sit there and say Michael Jordan isn't good or I Michael Jordan sucks, then you're lying. But also, even guys
5: that didn't win championships, they're still terrific players. You know AI. You can do.
1: Where's this chip? The fucking <laughs> yeah. guy is phenomenal. Absolutely. Now I would take him, and I would take Barkley on my all-time team. And they're two hated forward. Fucking players, yeah. Still. And Barkley is a forward. He's he is maybe the greatest power forward ever. And he was forward? doing it forward, and he was doing it when he was fucking six foot five. Take that, Carl Malone. Uh, here is uh, Brian in Detroit. Tell
8: about all this gay stuff. What about Richard Simmons? Never came out. Never.
5: Uh, Eric in Philly. Yeah, what about Andy Warhol? Never came out. Huh. If anything, the rumors was always that he was asexual. Mm. With a gay, you know, a (laughs) feminist style of acting. (laughs) Just
1: a weird guy.
5: Some guys, I think just because they think they hate women, they think they might be gay. (laughs) But I don't think that's the answer.
3: No, I don't think it's the answer either. Yeah, that's uh, gay. <laughs> Hating uh, <laughs> women can be—you can be misogynistic and not be gay. Mm, mm. But I don't know if you can be gay and not be misogynistic.
5: Oh, I disagree, hundred percent. There's a lot of gay guys that uh, love uh, being around women, and uh, there's a lot of gay guys who women are their audience. Right. You know, gay writers and stuff—they write to women, even more than other gay guys. Yeah. Um, and then, of course. A lot of women Their biggest fans Have been gay guys Barbara Streisand Your daughter's Fucking friend Liza with a Z Which <laughs> by the way I'm sitting in a diner The other night uh, Well it was Probably about a month ago And Liza with a Z Comes just walking by Real <laughs> slow With that Liza look And She's I She's the I, awesome. And I was started going like this, we're
4: going live, dear, <laughs> we're going live, What
5: going on the air in 30 seconds, wow, life, baby. that was
1: really good, do that again, What going on the air in 30 seconds, darling, you are gay, <laughs> you're fucking gay, there's gay blood, but I am very straight, I only jerk off to m- male, I am, you blind. never, you know, <laughs> what, male, female porn, I didn't yeah, but you do. there has to be a male in
5: it
2: for you. You're correct. Mm-hmm. I Thank don't you. like
1: lesbo porn. Game moment. Unless it's two lesbos and a guy, but I definitely need a, a dick, because I like a, a finishing scene. Very much cinema. Um, Scott in Detroit.
8: Yeah, hey, I'm calling about the Jeff Beck female bass player. Her name is Tell. Tell. Why well, I, I can't even pronounce her last name. is spelled W-I-L-K-E-N. Wilkenfeld. She's amazing. If you you go to YouTube, you can Google uh, Jeff Beck, Chicago, 2007 performance with Eric Clapton.
5: She plays with him all the time?
8: uh, Yeah, she has been for a while. Well, I think when she first started playing with him, she was 19 years old, so now she's like 21. But if you go to YouTube uh, and search Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and and, and her... for two thousand seven live performance out of Chicago, she does one of the most amazing bass flows you'll ever hear in your life. I mean, just gives you goosebumps. Incredible. And the best part about it is she's not wearing a bra, so titties are all over the place.
5: There for a few moments you sound like a guy who liked art. I was really he was all he was so close, Fezzy, Yeah. to being the lucky caller. The fucking end of that Cost him half a G. <laughs> oh, my God. Ran out of gas <laughs> on the finish line. Well, you know, it's too easy. <laughs> it's too fucking easy. I, I, I just, just... wanted to be a... Um...
3: Sometimes just hit the off button on the phone. Mm. I uh, guess that's still considered hanging up. I really thought Joe was
5: his daughter. Uh, Tracy in Pittsburgh, you're on a fez. Well, I meant to say, hey, sexy man. How are you? I'm
2: pretty good. How are you?
5: Good. I'm Nathan
2: Lane. Nathan Lane
5: um, is out, correct, Fez?
3: Yeah, Nathan Lane is out now. Yeah, he was real. He would drop, like, really unsubtle hints, but I, I think he did finally come out.
5: Well, no, define out. If you're out to your friends and family, is that enough, or do you have to be out to the uh world.
3: I think it's it's definitely enough to your friends and family, but if we're talking public figures, uh-huh. they have to be out publicly. I mean, if we're talking about the lead gay public figure of all time in he's American history, carry the fly. yeah, he's got he's got to be out to the public.
5: See, I don't know if you have to be political with it, though. You know what I mean? Like,
3: right? You could
5: just be uh, a great thinker. And not necessarily a political thinker, you know? And that's why I'd lean towards, you know, Tennessee Williams a little bit, because it was there in his art, Mm. and I'm sure that fucking helped a lot of, you know, young people at one time that were like, wait, I'm just like Tennessee Williams, and all those fucking hiding in plain sight guys in every one of his (laughs) plays. (laughs) All right. here's, Here's a good one. Burroughs. William Burroughs. Oh, okay. I'm
3: not familiar with William Burroughs.
5: Really, really interesting. Amazing, Sorry. yeah. Mm, mm.
3: Naked Lunch? No. The Beats? Uh, Allen Ginsberg. I've heard the name. Mm. Howell.
1: You must have read Howell. No. In any schooling environment, you graduate from college. And
3: never read.
5: I've seen the the, the best minds of my generation. He's so fucking great, but... He's not only was just gay, he was also Nambla. (laughs) Actually, a signed member. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) You brought up the poems. He's always talking about waking up next to a young boy. I know. He doesn't give an age there. You're hoping 19, but you're never sure.
1: Oh, I saw him once, and he had a poem about putting candlesticks up his ass. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't one of his best poems. It just sounded like he wanted to put candlesticks up his ass and tell us about it. Want to hear the weirdest thing ever? is the f- first
5: time I ever fucking meditated, it was with Ellen Ginsberg. Wow. This little thing, and he's going, let's all meditate. And we're like, what? And he starts to fucking do it. and He only
1: like passed away, like, recently, right? The last couple of years? Cause I like think it's over 10. Because he, because he, he, oh, oh really? Because, remember that Dylan documentary that Scorsese made?
5: He was even on that. Well, he was hanging around with Dylan a lot in the 60s. But, uh, you know, when when I met him, it
1: was 80s. Yeah, and Square said he did take a lot of different footage. He died in 97. Yeah. Uh-huh.
5: And he was bitching about being old then. <laughs> in the 80s. He was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm old.
1: Yeah, he's like, he was only like in his 60s and
5: 80s. But he was already complaining.
1: <laughs> what did he die from? I don't even remember. Say he died when he' was 71 mm. uh Jack you're on fez.
7: Uh, hey boys, how about the guy that wrote uh electric kool-aid acid test Tom wolf gay man?
5: not gay no no just well dressed <laughs> okay he not he 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 has a wife but he wears oh, he just, a perfect white suit all the time, so I guess you're going to get called gay for that, but he's really <laughs> just southern.
1: They love those white suits down there. Even Rick Pitino wears them on, like, on Sunday. Yeah, but he wears them on the fucking Upper East Side.
5: <laughs> oh, really? I've tried ten times to fucking Tom Wolf to come in here, and he's like, fuck you. Your show stinks. <laughs> he said that? No, but that's when the way I, oh. I fucking
1: hear it in my head. Well, you should, You could stick me on him. I'll follow him. I'll follow his ass. If he says no, I'll say Ken Casey was better than you anyway. I'll rub that on him. Well Why don't you pronounce the name properly? Ken Casey. Thank you. I had my wife's name stuck in my head for some reason. And <laughs> Allen Ginsberg died of liver, can- uh, liver cancer. Oh, I'd say Jesus.
5: <laughs> Ow. Um, Freddie in Oregon, you're
2: in my Hey, what's up, boys? I got a moral conundrum. Then let me play this.
0: Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum.
2: Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll try to make this short. I've been with my wife 15 years. We have four kids. Um, for the last five years, I'd say that we've both been kind of in the relationship to raise our children. Uh, the, you know, once you have kids with someone, you always feel like you'll always love them, but you're no longer in love with right. them. Right, you're
5: going to be connected, though. There's nothing you can do about it.
2: Right, and so, like, we're at the point now where we've been talking about a divorce, but, like, literally, she can't afford the house payment by herself. I can't afford it by myself. Uh, i drive truck i have custody of my oldest daughter from my first wife and so being on the road it's not like i can just move out get an apartment and she can she's 15 she can't stay at home by herself i just don't know what to do anymore
5: (laughs) well what is it working about all you guys living together but just having separate lives
2: well and that's kind of what we're doing now but it just i don't know man it's just Going home on the weekends and then having to hear, you know, at least once when I'm home for the 40 hours that, you know, don't I need to leave now? And it just, you know, I try to explain to my kids that this isn't a healthy relationship, that I don't want them to grow up and think that this is a healthy relationship. But it's it's getting to the point now where it just no longer feels like uh, I'm doing the right thing by hanging out to raise my children, you know? Well,
5: well, why can't you um, say this? Why can't you say, let's just have different bedrooms in the same house?
2: Uh, you know, I, I brought that up, and then it just falls back on just limited space. You know, when you got four kids, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, there really isn't a bedroom for me. <laughs>
5: right. So what you're saying, you want permission just to split on them all?
2: Well, you know, I don't. I mean, I just I, I, I really just don't know what to do anymore. You yeah. know, it's just getting to the point that, you know, financially I can't afford to leave. I don't think she wants me there any more than I want to be there, or vice versa, you know, uh, whether I kept the place. But neither one of us can afford it. You know, and, uh, trying to sell a house right now, just, yeah. uh, especially in Oregon, you know, I'm not going to get what I need, you know?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You basically built this thing. It's just, and it's almost the same thing as being in bankruptcy, but just not financially, just,
2: just fucking exactly.
5: spiritually in your own life.
2: Emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Emotionally. I'm just dead right now. Right. So um, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for, Ron. I just, uh, you know, I just don't know what to do anymore.
5: No, I fucking get it. Uh it was very weird. Uh, Dave was just explaining the same exact thing to me when I came in. I go, what? <laughs> two
6: I know strangers you, yeah. living in the same I house. I think I asked you
5: if you want pretzel rods. No, I said, why instead of getting show prep from you last night at one o'clock in the morning, did I just get drunken pictures of you in your pajamas in <laughs> <laughs> front your Christmas I think I did show prep? Two, I five minutes later, <laughs> yeah.
1: made me laugh. So. You didn't get these pictures. Oh, God, they're hysterical. Well, Ron was the only one that asked for him, so I felt like I was annoyed. It was very, very funny. I would have annoyed everyone. Uh,
5: Yeah, Freddie, uh, I think you guys got to work it out where you're like, you know, this doesn't work. We know we're in this situation, but we got to ride it out for a couple years. Well,
2: that's, uh, you know, we kind of tried to set up like a five year plan with like, you know, like I said, two of my kids are 15, so they'll be out of the house soon. Yeah, you would think.
5: you don't always get that, though. You nope. don't always know. Look at me. You could have an Eastside <laughs> day. <Dave> More <laughs> Fez Watley, you stayed until what
2: age?
3: Um, 30. 30. Oh, wow. You stayed home that until he was me 30. Me by four years, then.
5: Uh, all right, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> yes. But can you imagine the insanity? Because in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, I'm, I'm aiming for this date to get everybody out. And to be looking over, and there's Watley at age 30. <laughs>
1: It doesn't happen these days anymore, I mean, kids don't just leave when they're eighteen but we're we're <coughs> raising a society where everyone's taking a lot longer to mature,
3: and there's the comeback cycle too, you know where I know my family once I was even out, you know you know two of my siblings came back at different times, but I mean,
1: look at how many people in their thirties still fucking love PlayStations and Weeze I'm one of them, and it's like you know. People in the 1950s who were in their 30s weren't right. like that.
5: But then you're like, you're like, I want to hold on to my childhood, but then you're also surprised that you can't make it as an adult. Yeah. You, you don't see the connection between the two of them. You know, by, so by saying, I don't want to grow up, I want to stay a little kid, you actually do. Right. And Fez's thing always fucking made me laugh because you're the one who always claims that you were abused as a kid. And you would think, wouldn't you try to just get out any moment that you could if you were abused? Hmm. Why would you stay where you were abused?
1: It's an interesting question.
5: Yeah, and one was, that is not getting answered. It was a <laughs> bad
3: cycle of wanting to please.
5: Yeah, I don't see that as abuse. If anything, any guy who stays at home until he's 30 is abusing his parents. Having grilled cheese tonight, mommy. Um, here is Nick in Louisiana.
8: How you doing today, guys? What 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 kind of confuses me is these people that keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Like say this guy that just called in. He's obviously on his second failed marriage now. Right. Uh, don't you think it's a li- it's time to like maybe review your marriage policy and say look. You know, I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to bring more kids into this world who are going to have to end up coming from a broken family and just, like, you know, say, hey, marriage isn't for me. I mean, everybody, like even, even Fez at times, keeps doing the same thing over and over, but somehow he's expecting this glorious different result.
5: Yeah, there, there, there's truth to that, but uh, being in the situation now, the guy realizes that he fucked up, he picked the wrong person. Now, that ain't the kid's fucking fault. You know what I mean? So a lot of times we go like this. I made this enormous mistake, and now I want these other people to fucking pay for it Why I go out and live my fucking life the way I always wanted to, Mm. you know? Um, And, you know, Dave has brought this up before. Now you got these kids, you know? You can't fucking blame them on I wasn't prepared or, you know... I thought that the job thing would go better. What I thought I'd be, whatever. You can't blame those little fucking people. <laughs> you can't make it somehow. Hey, I gotta leave because I know uh, I was always really supposed to be
1: in a band. You know. Put those crayons down. let I me mean, I gotta split. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not they're not going to understand. It ain't their fault. They don't have to understand.
5: You owe them. You brought them into a fucking situation, and you fucking owe them. Um, Rob in Staten Island, you're on manifest. Hello? Yeah. Yes, go ahead, Rob. Staten Island, Rob. Once, twice. Gone. Um... Here's our good friend Elizabeth in Philly. Here I'm Ron Fez.
0: Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Um, Ron, I was just uh, calling to see how you're feeling. I've heard you've been coughing on the air, and since nobody there seems concerned about your health, I thought I'd call and ask.
5: I really appreciate it, Elizabeth. Obviously, you're listening to the final days of Ron Bennington. There's nothing I can do about that. But what I don't want to do is bring anyone down with it. I just want to act like it's okay. But I am what's known as a lunger.
1: Oh, Jesus, that's very contagious.
5: That's all you get out of it? Is is your fucking self? Well, you
1: said you didn't want to bring anyone down. Never spray lysol in
3: your that was own face. That's a huge
5: mistake. <laughs> you just spray lysol no. in your own fucking in face. In my eye,
3: in my right eye. Mm. That'll make you go blind. <laughs> This Christmas season, if you're looking for jewelry, there's only one place to go online. There's only one place to go in person. That's Philadelphia Steven Singer Jewelers.
5: I hate Steven Singer.
3: I hate stevensinger.com Steven dot com is the website where you're gonna find the very best prices and the best customer service out of any you jeweler. Know, you
5: know who should be there right now? Who? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods should be over there right now, saying to Steven, "Um, what did Kobe get? They got him out of the trouble." Didn't Kobe get something nice? to get everything
3: okay. Tiger Woods could get the help he needs at Steven Singer Jewelers because you can call one eight eight eight. You I-
5: imagine how fast the salespeople would run away from you if Tiger Woods <laughs> came walking in. he would be like, okay, why don't you just go ahead and help him? And then when you're done with him, I'm, I'm going to pick out a pendant.
3: <laughs> Here's how it works: you can call one eight eight eight. I hate Steven Singer. That's the phone number, and they'll have a personal. ...a shopper to assist you for free. That's not extra. You're not getting charged anything for having somebody help you pick out the very best Christmas gift. This is the best place to go. You're going to get beautiful, top-quality jewelry at a great price with free shipping... And a lifetime guarantee. Now, other jewelry stores, they're going out of business. Steven Singer Jewelers, rock solid. These other jewelry stores won't give you the guarantee even because they're too shaky. Steven Singer, lifetime guarantee. You can go to Philadelphia, in Philadelphia on the corner of 8th and Walnut and see Steven Singer in person. Get your help there. Or go online to IHateStevensinger.com and get the absolute best Customer service and great cutting edge jewelry, and ask them about their black diamonds. They were the first to introduce black diamonds. It's all at IHateStevensinger.com.
5: You know, I went uh, back to check out some of the diamonds. Mm -hmm. All black diamonds now. Sad. And the train station's closed. So awful.
3: IHateStevensinger.com. Why? People hate Steven Singer.
5: All right, uh, we'll break here. when we get back, uh, Hicks has had something bothering him. Hicks, I know you're not one to complain, but w- what's on your mind?
4: Yeah, I'm worried about the world. Uh, Dubai has big problems over this All right,
5: this I want to talk about Dubai. And make sure Dave knows not to hang up. I definitely want to talk to him. Line two. Right back. Run a show. I shouldn't be. Yes, sir. It's tonight,
2: right? It better
4: be. That ball drops. I'm going to grab a slut. I'm um, just going to pee in her butt.
5: Fez Show on a weekday, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave, in your Hey,
8: How are you? I got, I got a moral conundrum. All
5: right, then let me play this for you.
0: Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Hey, I've been seeing a psychiatrist for, for approximately
8: six months now,
5: mm-hmm.
8: and the medication that he prescribes has got a real effect on my sex drive. So I go in to see him the other day and All I right, stopped. hold on. Let's
5: I'm going to try to pull this, some of this music down. I can't. It's just rambling on. All right, so let me start this. So you've been going to this shrink what reason? Oh, uh, for depression. So you're depressed, he puts you on uh, medication, now you're getting limp dick. Yes. Okay. And
8: so I go to see him last week and I tell him about this and he suggested probably and possibly I may have a problem with my prostate. Mm-hmm. Not thinking anything of it, he asked to check my prostate. So I actually dropped my pants. He puts his finger in my ass and checked my prostate. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, but after I left the office and a couple days later, I'm thinking, Hold on. He's not, a, he's not a physician. Is he really able to do that? And I got to thinking, I think this guy raped me. And my question is, should I go back to this guy? And did he rape me?
5: Um, I think you should probably realize that you do need a psychiatrist. (laughs) To even lean over in a psychiatrist's office and let that person put a finger up your ass, it's beyond comprehension to me. Beyond comprehension. I don't know why some people just want to be led around by their nose. And I don't want to say anything bad here, but some people should be raped. If you're too (laughs) fucking stupid to say, wait, what are you doing? And this is one of my problems with the psychiatrist stuff that Watley's been going through. And we talked about this after the show yesterday. He never brings anything back. He never says, my psychiatrist said, or what do you guys think about this as a way of working differently? He's just got a separate world there. They do whatever they do. He comes out. The rest of us go, hey, you don't seem to be getting better. Well, my psychiatrist thinks I am. (laughs) Like if your psychiatrist literally told you to bend over and spread your ass cheeks, would you do it? And then you got to ask another man, did I get fucking raped? (laughs) No, keep on going, dude. There's <laughs> got... no fucking reason in the world to think that you're up for a trial or to explain it to the cops. Uh, Scott in Ohio, you're on the Round of Fez show.
0: Yeah, hi. The guy that called earlier about his wife and his kids and they don't want to be together anymore. Uh, my wife and I did the exact same thing, you know. And it took me a, uh, I spent a lot of money to find out this, and this is it, is that as the kids start to come and stuff, you know... Mom's busy taking care of the kids and you're busy trying to make money and you quit taking care of each other. And and unless you do that, you will learn to hate one another rather than love one another or respect one another. Unless you just reach out and start doing the things that you need to do for each other, you can't take care of the kids. She can't take care of the kids unless you're taking care of her. And that's not sex, that's just dumping the trash, that's helping clean up the dishes, that's surviving. the kids. It's all the things you don't want to do that you need to do. She needs the help and she'll in turn... Repaid. It took a long time to repair what, the damage we had done. But my kid hanging on to my leg, crying, wanting to know, didn't want me to leave. You know, don't leave, Daddy, don't leave. That I'm, glad
5: comes- you, I'm glad you made this all happen in front of the children. That uh, <laughs> shows me some great parenting. Well, here's the interesting thing. At a very early age, you get sold this premise that there's this magical right person for you in the world. And that you're going to spend the rest of your life living happily ever after. But just suppose that if you took a kid and said, I want you to stand back for a while and know this. You meet somebody at 18, 21, 25 years old, whatever it happens to be. You two decide, wow, we're crazy about each other. Now you two are going to stay together and stay... Forget everything else. Best friends for the rest of your life. As well as sexual partners, business partners. Do you see how much pressure we start to put on that? Where, What makes you think that any two people are perfect in that same aspect of everyone else's, of their lives? And what is the fucking two things that we complain about when relationships don't work out? Number one, the person changed. Number two the person didn't change. Mm. You're asking two people who are going through life to have changed in the same ways at the same time. They brought up his old buddy, hasn't seen him in three years, and now it feels like they're in two totally different places. That's kind of normal. That is exactly what you would expect out of life. There's no reason to keep acting like you were 18 or 21 or 25. But at the same time that you're changing is it does it even make any mathematical sense that two people are going to constantly start changing the same way back and forth for some reason we think it's weird when people break up we should probably think it's weird when they don't that seems to be this fucking strange thing that you're able to go make these changes that for whatever reason feel Okay to both of you. It's insane. The thought of two people being able to stay exactly the same. (laughs) And it's weird how much pressure we put on these fucking people that we really don't know their private lives just because they happen to be our friends or family members. Right. Where immediately we're like, no, don't. I mean, you got to be compatible sexually. Wants and desires. Where in the country you want to live. How you want to raise children, religiously? You know what I mean. It's very rare for two people to go. Well, she's a Catholic, but I'm a fucking Mormon. People don't do that. They tend to, you know, switch over to make that compatible, uh-huh. or not religious at all. You know, uh, a lot of times that if the woman's religious, the guy is not She's in her praying, and he fucking wakes up and comes to the fucking church the mm-hmm. next week. You know, it's crazy. How much we ask of each other? Insane, and yet we'd turn around and instead of saying that to our kids, we make them think that that's normal. Like, no. yo, don't worry, honey, <laughs> you're gonna find the right guy. Then we're gonna have this large wedding, and I'm gonna give you away, and everyone will see me <laughs> handing you off to another man. It's fucking nuts. It's batshit fucking crazy, and yet if you say, if you say that to people. Hey, the odds are against you. Now somehow you're a cynic. And I think it's very, very possible to be crazy in love for a couple of years. And then you find out, wow, we really are totally different from each other. But instead of having the fucking courage to do that, what do we do? Oh, I hate that person. That person I used to love. And all you guys had to come to my wedding and hear me make up stupid vows. Now I want you to hate them too. Because we're different. Um. Here is Mike. Mike in Ontario. You're on Rana Fez.
0: Hello, Ronnie. How are you? Good. Just, uh, I think of relationships like a dance, where one person modifies what they do, the other one has to accommodate that move. It's constantly changing, constantly moving. And uh, it's uh, it's, and that's, it's that's a great
5: metaphor, Mike. Now think of how most people dance. <laughs> <laughs> the, the percentage of people in the fucking world... That are good dancers, particularly with another person, Mm. are minute. You take fucking Elvis Presley, who we consider the great rock dancer, Mick Jagger, great rock dancer. Try putting them with another person; they look like fucking idiots. (laughs) It was always embarrassing to see those guys dance with someone else. And this thing of compromise, compromise, compromise—they tell you. At the same time, they're they're selling you another thing: live your dreams. They tell you when you're a kid, go for it. Any little boy can make it. Then as soon as you go like, yeah, I want to do this. Well, no, now you can't. You got a wife and kids. Now you can't do that. So you start to fucking say, okay, I'm going to put my dreams aside. We'll see how that doesn't fucking change you.
1: Yeah. It's all because people like to give advice with phrases. They don't actually give intricate advice. Nobody
5: thinks. And nobody wants to say anything outside of the cliches.
1: Do what you have to, Ron. Mm. Do what you have to.
5: What's that mean? <laughs> does, does it mean I rob a bank? <laughs> for these fucking kids.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess that's what I'll do then. I mean, by
5: definition of being alive, I'm doing what I have it's to, fucking right? Basically, parents are Tim Gunn. Make it work. <laughs> Just make it work. I don't know, but make it work. But it's ridiculous that somehow we never say to... like There should be a high school class... You want to get married? Are you fucking nuts? Should be the name <laughs> of the book. Are you nuts? Because even if you're doing everything you can do, and you keep that marriage together. You know, we always talk about half the marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. Let's take the fucking ones that aren't fucking ending divorce and seeing how many of those people are just going through the motions because they feel it's the right thing to do. Right, the tough fucking road. But you're never allowed to fucking say these things. You're never allowed to fucking point them out. And then you wonder why some people are like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go upstairs and hang myself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Just sat here thinking about the life I lived, what's left. I'm going to go up in the attic and hang myself. (laughs) Maybe one of the kids will find me. I don't know. (laughs) We're out of our fucking minds with this stuff.
1: I think everyone wants, like, you know, how they say misery share, uh, loves company or whatnot. Well, they, that's a really good point, Dave, <laughs> that they're fucking, that people,
5: because, like, you could be in your own fucking bad relationship, and then your friend is like, I'm in a bad relationship, and you're like, hey, make it work, dude, seriously, <laughs> do whatever it takes. Make this thing happen. How come? How come? And, and the weirdest thing is, is the person that you should, that should be your best friend, they don't, you know, talk it over enough.
1: Yeah, and try and convince other couples to have children
5: when... Oh, well, fuck yeah, so that uh, way I'll have somebody to fucking walk next to yeah. when I'm pushing my kids. Oh,
1: yeah, it's, A, it's selfish, but B, it's like you, you're you not telling them the literally the year of pain that both the mother and father will go, the woman physically and the men, men mentally. You know what's really funny?
5: And then we're, like, surprised, like, when a Hitler can do a, get a whole country to do something. <laughs> like, oh, they all just went along. <laughs> right. They all just went along. And that's, you know, if as you get back to the gay thing. Mm-hmm. I laugh at gay people that went in on the marriage institution because it's not working well enough now. It needs to be fucking modified now. Um, and it's insane. It's insane that people never take a fucking step back.
1: It's like our, our Hitler is Hallmark. Mm. It's just a different kind of Hitler. Uh, here's our good friend, Brazilian Julie.
3: Hi, Mr. B. Hi, hey. guys. Hi, Dave. Um, <sighs> I completely agree with you. Like,
8: I am 24 years old right now, and, you know, I really have no desire to do any of that stuff as a family or kids or anything. <sighs> and everyone turns to me, oh, it's your age. I'm like, no, it's the fact that my planet is overpopulated, and <laughs> we can't feed everybody or. Give everybody a job or educate everybody, why would I want to put someone else here and make somebody miserable raising them with well, me? But it's make what's, no
5: sense. what's really interesting is you take a person like Julie who says, You know what? I don't exactly wanna join in with that thing and like get back to what Dave says, everybody acts like, No, join us. <laughs> Come with us. Come on. You know? It'll be Why? Hard. Why is it so fucking important that everyone follows them together? And then why is it even important for people? You know, and I'll go back to the gay thing. Why do you want to go model something that never was supposed to be modeled for gay people? You know, why don't we want to be just like you? Why? (laughs) Then why bother being gay?
3: (laughs) They want the opportunity.
5: There's no opportunity is what I'm trying to fucking tell you from the beginning. This thing that you're looking at as if it was so precious, just like everyone had to become homeowners. And now you have people going, I can't sell my house. I'm fucking stuck here. They didn't buy a home. They bought a fucking anchor. (laughs) Or a lot of people working just to have some free time when I'm in my 70s and 80s. Really? Why wouldn't you want a free time when you're in your 20s and your 30s?
1: (laughs) That's when you can really use it.
5: Yeah. Why wouldn't you just say, I'd rather fucking want to get out there when my dick was still hard and just have a fucking ball? What is this thing about, I want to get a fucking trailer in Florida? Why is that so exciting? people.
1: Or maybe you Tony Randall it and you wait till you're 80 to have the kid.
5: Uh Brazilian Julie went away on us. And I'm going to tell you right now. I follow her Twitters. She's looking for something. I don't know what it is. She doesn't seem happy right now. I She's a beautiful, funny, smart girl.
1: Maybe she's looking for love in all the wrong places or something. Talk about cliches. Thank you very much for bringing up Urban Cowboy to us. Because it just seems like
3: Well, I'm with her. I can't wait to be finally to the age where people quit asking me when I'm going to have kids.
5: Well, men don't get there. Men never get to that age. Dave already brought it up. Women, they'll eventually leave them alone. But to to act like your life isn't fucking fulfilled or something is just
1: insane. (laughs) It's It's insane. It's very sad. What's, what's said? If you feel like your life isn't fulfilled. No, but I mean to put that on another
5: person and oh, say, yeah. oh, well, you don't know what life is until you have kids. Really? <laughs> it isn't about a lot of different things. There's only one way to fucking do it. <laughs> right. Just because you happen to see it on a sitcom when you were a fucking kid.
1: Yeah. The guy who doesn't have kids might, you know, uh, have a, a cure for some disease. Right. That would be the way his life would have worked. mm
5: uh, here's Elliot, Wyoming. You're on Ron and Fez.
8: Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, uh, Ron. I've been married 22 years. I've got uh, a 20-year-old boy, and ever since he came in, the romance was gone, the relationship changed, and it's been miserable. But it's the right thing to do, right?
5: Well, you know, with some women, those kids become the love of their life. And there's no reason that they shouldn't because that's biological. But for some reason, it's completely shocking to the male part of the species where we go, What? Wait, what? (laughs) You know? But it makes total biological sense that the woman had these children in her body, gives birth to them, and now just, you know, wants everything to be perfect for them. I don't know if it always works that way for the guy.
3: Well, Dave used to say when Casey was pregnant that if we could just get to where the baby would be born, everything would be fine.
5: Well, he meant the physical nature of what it's like to be pregnant, which is torturous. Yeah,
1: back pains and everything, every pain, really, literally every pain—ankle, knee, back. Physically, it sucks, and then of course they're extremely hormonal, so they go through mood swings like the Dickens. Brandon in Kansas, you're on the run a Fez show.
7: Hey, Ronnie B. Hi, Fez. Uh, you guys are talking about it so cliche, and I think about it because it's the holiday time of the year, and all you hear is, like, that the woman, you know, all she wants is her husband or her boyfriend to get off his ass and get him a ring and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, in- instead of the woman just saying, hey, you know what, maybe we ought to do this on our own, but it's all this pressure from the outside world, like, Dave says, join our group, join our group. You know, so what? Do you, how do you deal with that, especially this time of year where it's so, you know,
5: on well, everybody's mind? Here, Here's the interesting thing. It's very, if you've ever watched a zombie movie, it's really difficult to explain to the zombies why, you know, you can't get around to asking why you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> you would have to fucking change other people's thinking to be like, mm. you know, say to your family members, why is this fucking important? For you, for me to join in and do, but everyone's afraid to do that. This, you know, people will always give you, well, you got to do this because it's family. You know, you got to take care of your, but you don't even fucking talk honestly to those people in your family. You don't even say to them, what the fuck is it about my life that is such great interest for you to control? I would love to know how many people get fucking engaged just because it happens to be Christmas. And you double down like, all right, this will take care of the Christmas fucking presents. (laughs) And she'll be happy. And God knows I'll have plenty of time (laughs) in this engagement thing. Yeah. You know, so you just find yourself starting to fucking slide. Just starting to fucking slide in a place that you didn't choose yourself. Now, if you say, I've found the fucking right person. I want to marry them. I want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Then by all means, chase that. At the same time, find out how many people felt that way that don't feel that way in another uh-huh. fucking 10 years. They never bring that up to you because the your parents want to play with a grandbaby. <laughs> and they want to make sure you got an anchor tying yourself down. There's something about parents after they have a kid. They don't want to think that they're fucking blowing around the world like a fun balloon. <laughs> they want to act like, okay they're down there's nothing you can do uh, you know i've got that part of it done um here is blake blake in rhode island
0: hey what's going on guys yeah ronnie b i love your logic man you're absolutely
8: right i'm uh 27 i've been with my girlfriend for nine years and all I hear is, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? And all the engagement ring really is to women is a status symbol, you know? They just want to know, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? If but you're not married, it doesn't mean anything.
5: Here's the interesting thing. It's only a status symbol for them because they got sold this fucking bill of goods. You're not going to fucking tell me that if you didn't know what a diamond was, you were going to fucking lust after that, you know? there's no Or... Wanted as a ring rather than earrings or a fucking necklace. Mm-hmm. So if you fucking feel at all about the way I'm fucking talking, why wouldn't you say that to your chick? What, why do people lack the balls to go, me and you are crazy about each other. What the fuck are we doing following their fucking rules? Why are we buying fucking rings? Why are we having this big ceremony? Because you will find out it always comes back to be for my mom or something you know and that ends up being their status symbol right. That's fucking. these things are just fucking filled up for generation upon generation and nobody will fucking tell you that it's fucking it's faked I mean really right now is the first generation of kids that can live together without it being fucking scandalous you know what I mean it kind of started in the 60s and 70s but there was still a certain amount of scandal to it now we're finally around the point of maybe you should live together a while. Now, not all families will do that. Some families will find it horrifying. But if you think of how much your time, even as an adult, you've got to spend lying to your friends and your family about who you are and what your motivations are and what you're doing, then you've got to say to yourself, then why the fuck am I hanging out with these people? <laughs> what the fuck is the th- you know, what is this thing that fucking turns me into a worse person? Because let's face it, if you're lying to the people fucking closest to you, you are a hell of a lot more of a liar than if you are out there working the streets, trying to fucking separate people from their cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Brian, Strong Island. You're on the Fez.
2: Hey, what's up, boys? Morning. Yeah. Uh
8: I'm 30 years old now. I've been with my girl for almost 11 years. You know, we're not having kids. If we wanted to do it, we would have done it already. Everybody's always saying, oh, that'll change when you get older. And then the other crap that they try to tell you is, oh, you don't want to carry on your family name? You don't want to keep your name going? Like, what the hell did I ever do in life? Who the hell gives a shit about that? I don't really think it's anything important.
5: It's really strange when you'll get into that you'll be the last in whatever line of someone or what this fucking name thing. I mean, talk about something. When it comes to your name, you think that that's you. You are your name. And yet you never gave yourself that name. True, true. This is something that got fucking slapped on you. And from your name, that person will be able to say, oh, well, you're Polish. And then you'll realize, yeah, yeah, I'm Polish. <laughs> you never been to Poland. You ain't grew up in fucking Poland Nothing. And they're able to say, well, oh, I see, you're Italian. Yeah, I guess I am. (laughs) Are you? There's nothing Italian about you other than the fact of that name and the people you grew up
3: with. I think the other thing that gets slapped on people about, you know, have the kids is um, who's going to be there to take care of you when you get old. So it's already, you know, call those kids up. It's time to start watching me. Now, do you think they do that consciously? Um. Yeah, I think people worry about it, and I think people say that consciously. Because I think if we really believe that, we treat those people
5: a lot better. I don't think anyone thinks to themselves, "I'm going to get old and die." You, you're, you're hoping you'll take a fucking bullet. <laughs> uh, Ross in Michigan, you're in my fizz.
8: Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I was with my chick for a year and a half. She got pregnant. Uh, my dad's been divorced twice, my mom's been divorced once, and my grandparents, everybody pushing me, pushing me. Gotta do the right thing, you gotta do the right thing. My mom gives me her wedding ring, and engagement ring for my dad and, and her marriage. So, uh, they did exactly what you said, they pushed and pushed. I drank a box of beer on Christmas Day and proposed to her on Christmas night.
5: Knowing you and were fucking up. Knowing.
8: And now I'm just I knew I didn't want to do it It was too early I just Was pushed Into doing it
5: Yeah
8: And here I am now A year later Another kid on the way Just surrounded And everything Wondering What the fuck happened to my life (laughs)
5: It's (laughs) (laughs) A
3: box of beer happened
5: But that was just like His fucking courage You know what I mean Like he didn't get drunk And do this He got drunk Because He was doing something That didn't feel Fucking right to him (sighs) What's wrong, Dave? No, this is just a, this is a lot to think about. Too late, uh, Michael in Delaware.
8: Yes, uh, how you doing, boys? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to weigh in and say there's one key component about marriage that we that I haven't heard about yet, and that's your significant other should really be your best friend. You shouldn't say anything to your wife, husband, spouse, be it whatever that you wouldn't say to your best buddy.
5: No, I understand that, but how many best buddies have you had in your life? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like if somebody was your best friend when you're 18 and you're 19, and they're best, you're still your best friend when you're 35 or 40, it almost looked like you two guys are retarded. You know what I mean? And i fucking... You no, know, I know it's And mean. I fucking love the
1: guys I grew up with.
5: But I would feel like half a retard yeah. if I lived in the same neighborhood and was still talking
1: about the same shit. Well, it's either that or a broke back scenario. But yeah, there's something strange if you've been through teenage years and all those years and now you're... And,
5: a- and also your values change. You know what I mean? Like what you think is important changes. So... And no one ever acts like that's the worst thing in the world. So even the the concept of best friend, it doesn't mean that that friendship wasn't important while it lasted, you know? But we don't expect them to last an entire lifetime. Almost certainly, it it stunts both your, your growth if it does last a whole lifetime, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's almost like, well, he's great. He's really been loyal to Billy, but... Uh, <laughs> That fucking guy ain't worth a shit, you know? And how many times do we fucking uh, kind of praise women who put up with assholes, you know? Like, oh, she's a saint. She's with that fucking drunkard fucking idiot. Oh, she's, you know, she'll do anything. Almost after a while, like, you're like, what a stupid woman. You know, she's hanging around with a guy who obviously doesn't care much about her. And yet, we'll go just the opposite. We'll say, she's a saint. She's a fucking fantastic person. Um, here is uh, here's Mike in Westchester. You're on Rona Hello. What do you got, buddy?
8: Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Yeah, uh, yeah I just wanted to, you know, kind of going back, talking about how uh, we have outside influences. You know, in Japan... Before the uh, 1970s, every marriage used to start with a pearl, and then Zales hit Japan with that whole diamond campaign, a diamond is forever. And, uh, you know, now every marriage starts in Japan with a diamond.
5: Because of just marketing.
8: Yeah, marketing from Zales, you know. I mean, they have, you know, prearranged marriages over there, which might be a, uh, you know, better way to go.
5: There is no reason to ever look at the prearranged marriages and say that they've ever worked worse than letting people make their own choices. And they've done some studies on that. Wow. And the people who stay together with the prearranged marriage are the people most likely to stay together when they made the choice themselves. Hmm. And we even sat around here and we're like, well, what is the fucking choice? I mean, let's face it all this stuff that we're talking about oh, you know, you get, you fall in, in for love, right? But then you end up staying together to make the house work, make the fucking you know kids go back to school. Guess what? Your parents would probably be better at picking a suitable person <laughs> to live that life than you are at twenty, twenty-one years old, basing your decision on what? Tits, Six. ass, whatever. Oh my god, she'll suck right on my dick and make me feel like um, I'm fucking somebody. <laughs> it's not exactly. This whole love thing that we throw into it, particularly with our young men, is not really something to brag about. I love her. Why? Oh, my God. She'll sit right on my cock. It's love. Why would it be love? Your cock feels good. My God, you've made such a great decision. Based on what?
3: I'll tell you, It's around my penis.
5: It's fantastic.
3: My cock loves her. Um, that should be the ceremony.
5: Here's Bobby in California. You're on Runa
2: Fez.
7: Hey, Ron, you're exactly right. Me and my uh, fiancé are in this process right now of doing the marriage thing, and, and we we're deciding what we should do because we own our own house and we want to have a family and we want to put that money towards it or waste it on a $15,000 party for a day. And both of our parents are loved, and they're the ones who are giving us the pressure to have this wedding because they want to see us up there.
5: Mm. Yeah, they the parents, for whatever reason, and I think a lot of it has to do with, when you're younger, right, you think, well, I'll have this kid. That kid will uh, go through life and do good in school and play sports and make friends and not fuck too much, not get high. And then they'll go to college, come out, find a suitable job. They'll have a wedding and then I'll be done. You know, so sometimes that wedding is about them finishing whatever stupid fucking uh, line that they set up for themselves, some kind of fucking finish line, instead of letting that person live their life. Mm. This fucking... um, Well, here's a great fucking story of this. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. If you're a fucking fan of music, there is, over his generation... Top 1%. In any terms of success we have in this country, financially, creatively, morally, what you've given back, Tom Petty's in the top 1%. He's doing a thing right now with uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Said when he was a kid, dad abused him. Why? Um, He was afraid that because Tom Petty was attracted to the arts, he thought Tom was gay. He also thought Tom was gay because he wouldn't, didn't enjoy hunting and fishing with the dad. So here's this fucking guy. Now, what do we always hear in life? Listen to your father. Take out any of the abuse, hit, yelled out, whatever. How fucking stupid do you have to be to have Tom Petty <laughs> as a kid and not fucking realize I hit the fucking jackpot? You got Tom Petty, you got a rock and roll star as a kid, (laughs) a great fucking writer, and you're like, what a disappointment this kid turned out to be. And how many times do you think we all do that? Not just with our fucking kids, with our fucking friends,
1: where you fucking talk them out of shit. Sure, I can play guitar, but I wanted little Tom Petty to be a punter. Exactly. That was my dream. I want
5: him to kill deer. (laughs) You know how many fucking people can kill deer, and how many people can uh, fuck them right Waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> and it's, that'll affect
3: a kid when you're there. When the stuff that they like to do, they're being told, "No, you shouldn't like that. You should like this."
5: Affect them how though? Maybe that made him Tom Petty. Well, maybe that helped them become a rebellious fucking rock star. I mean, don't don't act like people can't be motivated by negative fucking things. Some of the best things that your parents can do for you is keep talking that stupid shit. (laughs) Just keep on fucking telling me. And here's another thing that always gets me. You don't have the balls to say to your kids, hey, this is just one guy's fucking thought. Maybe I'm the biggest fucking idiot in the world. For some reason, we're petrified. To tell our kids we're fucking stupid. <laughs> now, you, you would got to think to yourself, if you had a Tom Petty for a kid, you would know to get him a guitar, an amp, yeah. and give him a record allowance so he can listen to other people.
1: They don't always do that, though.
5: Very rarely. Well, because they... we have some fucking lie image in our head of what makes somebody a, a good fucking person in society.
1: They also don't think it's always practical to go into the arts. Maybe his dad was one of those types.
5: Guess what? In my fucking neighborhood, the dream was to go and work at one of the fucking factories: Sun Scott Paper, um, FMC. This, um, and we would all be like, "Fuck yeah! I'm gonna get a factory job. I'm gonna fucking get." And that was the responsible thing to do. Every one of those places is gone. <laughs> everybody who made the right decision based on all the information that was there mm. got fucked in the ass. Mm. And I mean from everybody. You don't know what fucking tomorrow brings. You could be fucking on the road. You could be out fucking living in an ash fucking world. There's a fucking good mathematical chance that this whole shithouse will go up in flames. Mm. And you're going to fucking pass that away?
1: Poor little Tom Petty. But
5: now look at him. He's fucking written great music, and he's the fucking idol to millions. His dad's the fucking asshole. (laughs) Sometimes the best thing your dad can be is a fucking moron who doesn't even know how to raise a Tom Petty.
1: I wanted a guitar when I was a kid, but they denied it to me because they thought I would break it.
5: Well, they saw how many of your other toys you just
1: had sex with. Yeah, but those were dolls.
3: Anyway, you're getting caught in the strings.
1: I still have a little bit of resentment for not getting that guitar, to be honest with you, because I've since bought a couple of guitars and I play them badly. Well, you know what? Here's so the I thing. still have the interest. Tom Petty's fucking dad didn't want him to do it, didn't back
5: him up. He went on to be Tom Petty. Right. Maybe that was the fiery drive he made it, needed his whole life. Don't think that it's just good fucking advice and a well-paved road that gets you to fucking to success, creative success. Hmm. Sometimes you need
3: those fuckers to rebel against. Pennystockchaser.com. If you want to get in on the stock market, you might want to start out with some of these penny stocks where you can get in low and if you follow the advice from PennyStockChaser.com, you could end up getting big paybacks on your investment. Penny Stock Chaser, they'll send out free investor newsletters and buy recommendations, and those things go out every single day. You're going to get the very best Internet advice on penny stocks. You're going to get alerts, and some of their uh, picks have had huge gains. 65% of the stocks they've recommended increased by 50% or more within weeks of the stock alert going out. Many even had gains of a thousand percent or more. They've got a winning record. Right now, they recently alerted uh, their members to PGCX, and it's gone from 10 cents to 80 cents in just a few days. That's the alert that's been sent out. So you're also going to get the benefit of tens of thousands of members at pennystockchaser.com sending their advice, their success stories, things that they've seen and have worked for them you're going to get the information you need to make a run in the penny stock market. Now, individual results may vary, and there's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Penny stock chaser, they remind you to always invest wisely. Always? Always invest wisely. How do you invest wisely? Well, yeah, you know, you, you take the information in hand, but and you, you even, make the best judgment.
5: But you even said, even knowing that... It doesn't always work.
3: No, it's not always going to work. Well, but then,
5: then, then, how do you always invest wisely? I prefer always be closing. Um, A always be be closing. in Pensacola, you're on Fez.
7: Yeah, hey, hey, Fezzy, Pensacola loves you, baby.
3: Thank you. What can we do for you? Hey,
7: hey uh, I used to work in Tallahassee for uh, Bruce Petty. And that's Tom Petty's little brother. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's the biggest damn nerd you ever want to meet. So I think he took daddy's advice. Well, and uh, the older one didn't.
5: Uh, define him as being a nerd. What do you mean by being a nerd?
7: Well, he's uh, your typical uh, corporate type guy. Suits every day, ties. Um, you know, the glasses, the whole nine yards. A little short guy.
3: Yeah. I mean there's nothing nothing Tom Petty about him
5: well, that's really strange I,
3: I bet he brings it up to him every day hey. Bruce, Bruce Petty just
2: <laughs> got slammed
3: for going, going to work every just day regular
5: guy. <laughs> he's listening to the radio right now thought he had a successful Bruce, life Bruce Petty's like this oh, I, oh cause I'm not Tom Petty <laughs> neither are you motherfucker I don't see you Tom Pettying it up um,
3: Jesus, with his tie and his glasses.
5: Here's Mike in uh, North Carolina.
2: Hey, I just want to say on the verse side of the Tom Petty, you know, father, you got Joe Jackson who whooped his kid into show business. Kind of did it the other way, so that's kind of what worked for them. Yeah, but with again, like it, it it depends on if you
5: just think making money is success. You know, this whole thing of it's just like some of these fucking Asian people. Um, my kid's going to be good math. My kid's going to be good math. My kid's going to be good math. I'm going to fucking make it. And, you know, they scream at their kids. Their kids are getting way better grades than your kids. Your kids look like fucking retards next to these fucking Asian kids. And then every once in a while you read one of them gets a B on their test. So they fall in front of a train. <laughs> and you just, you're you like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just one B. Brings
1: this grade point average down.
5: Yeah, so you don't know. That's the fucking thing. Just like Penny Stock Chaser. You don't know what the future brings. People always tell you, buy land, buy a fucking big house, blah, blah, blah. So guys are like, you know what? I'm going to go a little higher on this house than I can afford, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to turn it over in five years and I'll get even a bigger house. And now they're stuck sitting there with no fucking money, a house rotting around their ears and people screaming, pay us at them. <laughs> and they played the game the way you're supposed to play it. They fucking did what you told them to do. But now, just like that weirdness at the end of the penny stock chaser, yeah. be wise. What? <laughs> what the fuck? You're just telling me to play the penny stock market. Doesn't sound like that's, the, that's always solid ground.
1: They, at the end, be wise with it, though. You know, they need something to fall back on, like Captain Morgan commercials. Guys are dressing up in animal costumes, but they, at the end, it's drink responsibly. Well, what, what the fuck did the guy was dressed up like a bear for? Drink responsibly. I just bought a bottle of Captain Morgan. I'm sitting here by myself. <laughs> the Pepper Hicks story. How's that fucking
5: responsible?
1: There right. was a kid who, uh, in our high school, uh, committed suicide and left a one note, one word suicide note. simply said, pressure. And, like, a lot of us couldn't understand. We were like, yeah. we get Jim. We get free study hall. I, I, uh, we couldn't know, understand where he was coming from. But you don't know what the fuck his that's parents. M- that's my point. I, I, I guess this kid's
5: dad was like the father of Bruce Petty. Well, did you ever fucking run into people they are like 20, 21 years old and they start telling you how old they are? Oh my God, I don't <laughs> have anything going. I'm so old. And you're like, you're so old. You're going to feel this way in 20 years. <laughs> right? You ain't going to have your shit together in 20 years. Stop fucking. I don't know. I, know I got to get some things settled. <laughs> really? Do you? Uh, the worst thing for kids is the fucking second they come out of college. They're just like, what? Yeah. I'm not prepared to do dick. No, it's scary. Because the entire working world, um, I don't give a shit what your degree is. You show up in a corporation like this. Oh, great. Now get me some coffee <laughs> and shut up.
1: Yeah, you don't. Well, look at Sky Too Hoty. You know, he's got everything going for him in NYU and shit and... That kid's running a bluff. Where's he going? That kid's running a bluff. I don't see where exactly he's
5: going to be working. Uh, We got a break here. Uh, When we get back, though, there's something that's really been bothering fucking Hicks, and that's (laughs) goodbye. Goodbye is driving him crazy. So we'll want to get to that. It's the Run Fish Show.
2: When you started hosting, you were uh, nervous and sweaty and underprepared and uh, desperate. Well, yes. Uh, in
3: 1993, I took over Late Night. No, I'm talking about The
4: Tonight Show. <laughs> Ron Fez show.
5: 866. Run 0 Fez. 866. Run 0 Fez. Big Saints win last night. And it was really great to see, and I'm saying it to the Giants guy and the Bucks guy, true football fans. And you got to feel good for the people of New Orleans. You feel good for them, Davy Mack?
1: I do. I do. I really do. They needed this, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you because the Giants are six and five, Saints are my team now. Period. You jumped on the Saints bandwagon. They're going all the way. I think that they are. They will be crowned the Super Bowl champions.
5: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Davey Mack makes his preseason
1: bet. He's picking the Saints. To go all the way. It's just something that just came off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I looked at the numbers. I looked at the guys. I go, mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think the Saints have something going on here.
5: Uh, Fez Wiley, uh, feeling good for the Saints fans after everything they've been through?
3: No, the Saints are in the same division as my <laughs> Buccaneers. No, I don't feel good for them.
5: I think you could not be worse than saying they're in the same division. <laughs> to act like the Buccaneers are still in that division. Well, here gets, here's what gets to me about the people of Tampa. Uh, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, 100,000 people showed up at their parade. 100,000 people. That's small. Um, they, I believe they said it was the smallest Super Bowl parade in history. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it, for real. It was only 30,000 more than sits in the stadium. <laughs> um, but this is interesting. Uh, TV ratings have come in. When the last year's Super Bowl, uh, the largest TV rating came in for... That area, which was 45.7. 45.7. Last night's game. Now, that was watching the Super Bowl like right. we all do in the country. Last night's game, what do you think it came in at?
1: That was, that was a 45? Yeah. Say 29. About a 29. Fuzzy.
3: I'll say it was a 24.
1: It came in as
5: 63.9. Holy
3: shit! Wow.
5: What the- That much bigger than the Super Bowl. They are batshit saints crazy, and these folks have been through a lot lately, wow. including uh, a recent Nick Cage movie. <laughs> so they know what it's like. Have uh, you ever been to New Orleans? There's something about those people as as crazy as they get that's very likable.
1: So I'm very very happy for them all. Yeah, I'm I'm glad this is finally something Dr. John can actually sing such a With night about such a night and actually mean it. Yeah. <laughs> for the last 20 years and you know they've come such a long way they were the fans with the paper bags on their heads as they were saying last night and shit and they, they invented that yeah they invented that and and it was which great. i
5: hate to see other places pick it up right
1: yeah and uh you know Archie Manning was a Manning we see how great his sons are it kind of sucked for his career that he never got to play with fellow pro bowlers so i think it's just it's good to see I always liked Saints, kind of, because like Jim Mora, um, he was a fun guy. He was a fun head coach, you know, before he took on the Colts job. I, I don't know. I, I've always liked, uh, the Saints, so I'm glad that they're in. Mm. I'm glad that they're going places. At least that's my prediction. Uh, you've got them to go all the way. Yeah. I have him to, uh, win the Super Bowl. I take back what I said about the Vikings. Unless, you know. here's uh, Unless they're going to go to them. Unless they go to Somehow
5: we have <laughs> Some two have NFC, NFC teams. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Uh, but
1: you're covered either way.
5: <laughs> Frank in Tampa. You're in a run of Fez.
8: Yeah, I want to say hi to Fezzi. I live down here uh, near Tampa, in the Tampa Bay area. What and part? Still, uh Tarpon Springs. Okay. And I do the turkey trot every year, just like he does. Right. But uh, I, I wanted to say that uh, when they had that parade for the Bucks. When they won the Super Bowl, uh, down here in Tampa, there's more things to do than just go to a parade. Not no. like up north, you no. know, when, it's, when I, it's winter and you got nothing else to do.
5: I, I totally get that. And that's why I think that some of those towns never need it and still don't need sports teams. I think if you live in a Miami, a Tampa, an or Orlando, where it's kind of a vacation place and you want to go sailing and all, yes, do that. But don't waste our time having a fucking baseball team. You don't deserve a baseball team because you don't go to the games. And if you go, you're not going to games. Well, you know, we were fishing. (laughs) Or we were getting girls to lift their tops up. Great. Right. But don't waste everybody else's time with having a bad fucking organization.
3: What happened with the Rays was disgraceful to that town. That they didn't show up in playoff games. They didn't show up it's, for that team.
5: It's not disgraceful because they're not a big league town in that way, in yeah. and, and a sports way. Now, I live down there. I think it's fabulous. It's a gorgeous place to live. And then when Sunday gets around, you ought to probably get yourself a dish and watch the up, uh, the northern teams. Most of the people grew up up north, so you're going to run into a lot of Steelers fans or Bear fans, Eagles fans. I was at a fucking Bucks Eagles game one time. This is back before the Bucks started winning. And one of the local T V uh sports guys came walking out of the tunnel on the sideline and everybody was going fucking crazy, <laughs> like, Yeah Get me on TV and I'm like, There's no one here that gives a shit about the Bucks. <laughs> um here is uh let's go over here to John. John, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah.
8: Happy holidays to all you
5: guys. What can we do for you? Sure.
8: Yeah, um, I want to know what you
7: thought
0: about this new Steven Seagal lawman, uh, where he's a uh, sheriff's deputy at Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, and uh, is it going to look good on the people in New Orleans?
5: Yeah, I just uh, Steven Seagal reality TV. I just you know, I already saw the Osbournes. I get it. I'm done is, with the reality
1: TV. this is—they're getting the shows are getting faker and faker. He's now—they were always fake. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know, but they're getting even faker now. If Steven Seagal got shot, that would be interesting.
5: I don't even think so. I think if he walked in here and took a bolt in the head, I wouldn't turn around. <laughs> Derek in Louisiana.
2: Hey, what's up, Ron? Uh, look, I'm from Louisiana. I hate the Saints because my aunt actually painted her house black and gold. But I wanted to call Dave out. Just a while back when he was during uh, fantasy football, he talked about how much he hated the Saints and would never back
1: Absolutely wrong. In- incorrect ever since this incorrect. ever since a storm called katrina swept into town i've been you have been this city and i say this city because i feel like i i live there i've f- so never said you hated the Saints. i never said that can i
5: tell you th- i uh, sent
1: brett pitt money to build those Derek, houses
5: if he did say something bad about the saints i would have already said to him who that right who that who that talking about them saints? Who that sounds
1: familiar? That chant, no, they all do, don't they? Hmm. Yeah. they all do. I wonder what Sam Weiss has to feel about that, though. Who
5: that? <laughs> uh, what is it? What are you trying to tell us over there, Hicks? What's on your mind today? Because I don't give a fuck about whatever one of these foreign cities is.
4: Oh, yeah, Dubai's <laughs> broke, and now the whole place is falling apart. They, uh, right before Thanksgiving uh, weekend, they defaulted on like $60 billion worth of loans. And now they're all, everyone's fucking freaking out because Europe uh, loaned them all that money.
5: Why do they loan them the money? They're the ones with the fucking oil over
4: there. I don't know. But, well, there's this there's, there's one corporation called Dubai World that's basically the government, too. And they mm-hmm. convinced everyone that everything's going to be fine. And this is just going to be a gigantic tourist town for the entire world. It sounds too much like Goodbye World.
5: But, you know, I've been following the Dubai thing for about at least a decade. And they build these crazy buildings and then these neighborhoods, and then they build islands with getaway. And then every time they open up a building, they will invite 40 celebrities that they pay to show up there. So you'll be like, oh, there was a party. There's fucking David Beckham. There's Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. There's Yogi Berra. Just crazy. (laughs) You know, people that don't even belong. There's Carrot Top, whatever (laughs) it happens to be. They have a big party. It's beautiful here. But then they show the neighborhoods. There's never been anyone living there. Just It's like this giant new city, but you could just fucking drive down the street all by yourself because they're just more interested in building than anyone moving. And then they always said that their business was going to be finance. All their the uh, residents of that place are just Indian workers that they ship in. Right. And it, then that hate them yeah. because they're fucking, you know, the underclass mm. people.
1: They don't get to live in those big buildings I'm talking about. The whole place kind of looks like Tantooine from Star Wars. It's well, very desert Yeah, and but weird. have you
5: ever seen a city be built before the people showed up? Normally, like, <laughs> wow, so many people are moving here. We better build more buildings. Yeah. You don't build this giant city and
1: then go, and when the people show up, this place <laughs> is really going to be popping. Yeah, I mean, rich people already have their places they want to live.
5: Yeah, I I just don't know why any of us would feel like we need to live on the other center of the world well, who are and
1: they so expecting? close to the Middle East problems. Were they expecting to get the Europeans or, or Europeans, their own-
5: Americans? It was going to be this big international city built on trade, and it was going to be, and the buildings are just. I mean, if you are an architect, you ran over there and you know because you could build. A fucking, you know, Ferris wheel, but it's really a, a building. You're just like, this is great. <laughs> the fucking apartments are going to be going around <laughs> all the time. I mean, it's just insane shit. Wally, what's insane. been on your mind today? I, I want to pull you back out of this. Earlier, you, you were into the show. Mm-hmm. You went away for a while. I want to get you back in.
3: Uh, the new, uh, well, Superman, the movie franchise, mm-hmm. has now been put on hold. Peace, ho, because they just don't know what to do with the Man of Steel when it comes to a movie.
5: Well, it hasn't been successful, I guess, since the 70s, right?
3: Right, yeah. This last one, Superman Returns, I, it, it didn't reach any expectations.
1: It it, it, it made $350 million and it cost $250 million to make. So it certainly didn't explode the way they wanted it to.
5: And then probably cost at least $100 million to
1: fucking yeah, market. Yeah, it was a mild success.
3: So, I mean, you have Superman. He's a great character. How do you not know what to do? The problem is they keep using the same story over and over again. Lex Luthor has a plot, you know, and it's a le- it's a real estate plot, and he kidnaps Lois Lane. Yeah. So it just, they have to take this thing off of such a small scale. All right, James Cameron, uh, give me the big scale. All right, here's what you would do with the next Superman movie.
1: Okay. He's he's even blocking.
5: Yeah, right. he is.
3: He's blocking. <laughs> you make it a new movie that is part new film, part prequel. People love the planet Krypton scenes. Make, go back. What people? Uh, the fanboys, the Superman fans.
5: No, I never heard anybody else talking about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know anyone who refers to himself
5: as a fanboy. <laughs>
3: So what you do is you have flashback scenes leading up to Krypton getting ready to explode and all of that. Show that story. And then you add Brainiac, a space villain, a supervillain, not Lex Luthor, a supervillain, who's stealing the city of Kandor in the past from Krypton and uh, putting it in a bottle.
5: All right. All right, big guy. Now we got to get you to sleep <laughs> up those steps. It's almost 8 o'clock.
3: This would be huge. You know what? Here's
5: the problem Fizz. You know, everybody knows Superman, right? Right. But there's one character that Superman reminds me of that everybody knows. Mickey Mouse. You know the image, but you don't fucking think he's any good. Now, you like the idea of like, oh, I like that Superman shirt, but the Superman story itself, you don't identify. Yeah. It's an old tale from the 20s and 30s, uh, and people just don't identify with
1: it anymore. Well no one can fight Superman. He doesn't have any good opponents. And I disagree with Fez. People don't like prequels. The Star Wars prequels people. Well, first, first of all, you wouldn't even Superman wouldn't even be in it, right? Yeah. Don't do worry about the prequels. Here's what you should do is you should have had ten people, maybe even twelve. Superman-type aliens who escaped from Krypton. They've been in space exploring all this time. Now they want to come to Earth and all of a sudden you have 12, some of them good, some of them bad, some of them neutral. 12 Supermen. Here's the problem with Superman.
5: In America, we love the underdog. Have you ever heard anyone in a David Goliath pick pick Goliath? (laughs) So... Superman is Goliath. He's a fucking alien from another planet, comes here acting like he's big shit. What we really want is someone to kill Superman. Right. Superman is the Terminator. You have to figure out a way to bring Superman down and take that one moment to kill him. The problem is they want Superman to be the hero. Hmm. He's not the hero of our kind of fucking stories. We don't appreciate a Superman in this planet. We like the rise of the human being to beat Superman, but that, of course, doesn't help
1: the franchise at all. Well, if you go with my plan, you could have stronger Supermen who are yeah. bad guys, and then Superman would be in the inner dog role. That's, That's why I will email. Here, here's Brian. Brian, what do you got?
2: Hey, uh, what's up, Ronnie? What's up, Fez? Hey. Um, I just wanted to say, I mean, nobody wants to see the Superman intro story anymore. It's been done to death in like every medium Superman's ever come out in. What they want to see in a movie is the strongest man alive throw a punch. He doesn't want to fight a real estate agent, he wants to fight someone that can throw down with him. But
5: now, there's I... no reason to think that Superman would be tough. He's not. You know what I mean? But, he doesn't but... know martial arts. He hasn't been in fights. He's invincible. There's nothing badass about him. He hasn't even been trained to be tough. (laughs) He just happens to be in a fucking, it's like you playing around with ants. (laughs) Now, if Dave went and started killing ants, we wouldn't say Dave's tough. He's not. He just has an unfair advantage. He's almost like the fucking rich kid. Here's Casper in Connecticut.
7: Hey, Fezzy, Uh, a prequel, A, Superman's not even born yet, and B, B, on Krypton, he doesn't have any powers. He's normal. He
0: gets the power from our son.
3: Right. Yes, he wouldn't be on Krypton. You would be showing the story of Krypton and how Brainiac attacked that that world in the past, and then you cut to the present while Superman is fighting Brainiac in space.
5: You know what one of your your problems is, though? It's not a quick pitch, and... You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the thing that's right. going to grab people. And who's going to identify with two guys flying in space? For punching the whole each movie. other. No, And even the name Brainiac, it's kind of dated. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's, it's maybe Superman's just not at this time. You know?
3: And another thing they have to do is move Lois Lane to the background. We can't have another storyline of, oh, is that his kid? You well, know, what the, happened when they slept together.
5: Well, here's the deal. The only reason why you have a Lois Lane is it, it's something for human beings to fucking relate to. We don't relate to Superman because he's an alien. And Lois Lane is practically fucked E.T. <laughs> I mean, to me, she's the biggest race traitor in history. She's gross.
3: Well, the story they've done over and over now with these movies is basically the gay love triangle. Where Lex Luthor is obviously gay, in love with a straight man, Superman, it happens, and he was I don't out there to Superman's all,
5: I don't think Superman's all that fucking straight. At least Clark
1: Kent. Oh, look at his outfit. Superman yeah, he's got his bulge showing. Very dainty. Who, who, what straight man wears a cape?
5: Well, what fucking straight guy wears the fucking
1: uh, grape smugglers that he has? Yeah, he's basically he dressed like Freddie Mercury. He's in
5: a fucking G-string.
1: No, and that curly hair. Like, if that anything, Lois is just
5: trying to change him. She's fighting the inevitable. Like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He won't fuck me anymore. She's probably a lesbo.
3: Well, Lex can't take it.
5: I don't even know what you're talking about there. I don't follow the story enough. Lex is is gay.
3: I would. They never say so, but I'm putting it out there. I think Lex Luthor is gay. Has a crush on Superman. Lois Lane gets in the way all the time.
5: But why does he try to kill Superman then?
3: Because he knows he's never gonna have Superman the way he really wants to have him.
1: Hmm. Oh. Kind of like
3: he's gonna kill the object of his desire. Like the Bob Crane
1: story with Willem Dafoe. Or where Willem couldn't fuck Bob Crane, so he beat him with a tripod.
3: Then no one can have him.
1: I never thought of Superman as some sort of pervert like that. He fucks different species was grosser than that. Yeah, yeah I guess he might as well, like, fuck an owl next.
5: Well, it'd be the same thing. Like, if we heard, Hawk oh, man. Dave's an astronaut mm-hmm. and he fucks someone on that planet, we, we wouldn't even need to, like, we'd be so grossed <laughs> out.
1: I fucked their knee vagina. I mean, Yeah, who, it's been who, insane. Who, what, no one even knows what Superman's genitalia looks like. Why would it match up perfectly as an Earthling's? Veiny. Thick and veiny. Like my dad's.
5: Uh, Chris in Atlanta.
7: Yeah, they need to find a way to turn Superman into a vampire and Lex into a werewolf. That would work.
1: Kids like that. I'm surprised my idea is just being dismissed. A a Superman battle royale where there's 12 different Supermans who are now fighting on Earth. Some good, some bad, some we don't know who they are. Are they good or are they bad? It's a confusing story to fucking
5: bank a $350 million movie on. Even fessers, you got to be able to explain it quick. I just didn't give it. A- and you, you can't explain this character anymore, right? Other than the fact he's a gay alien, uh, that, sick that has sex with other species. I just don't think it works into this fucking day. I think, and there's not a bad thing that you only fit in that time. It's not like we're making a lot of fucking you know
1: gladiator movies or anything anymore. Shit, I'd rather see him make cowboy movies again. Well, maybe they could have like Superman go after terrorists. You know, maybe Superman finds Bin Laden. It seems too small a scale, even. Yeah, but
5: we need it done.
1: No one else has found him. And then you could have Superman represent America. Better than even Captain America, ironically. Uh, Matt just sent me an email
5: that said, this Superman talk is great, but I want to hear Hicks talk about Dubai more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why he's caught up in Dubai. Are you thinking about moving on
4: as big man? It's very interesting over there. (laughs) Probably make some good money for myself. <laughs>
3: okay. As a building super,
4: he'll work in the- I, Oh,
5: where's that, that fucking come from? Free
1: rent. You know, he lost his parents. He'll work in the cantina bar.
5: Uh, Justin, in Canada. You're on running Fest, Canada. Hey,
7: how's it going, guys? Good. Um, I'm thinking for the whole Superman thing. You got to fast forward to the future. So when Superman, like the Superman's kid. Superman has a kid, then he's half human. Then he can be the underdog. He's got to rise up against another, you know what I mean? Bigger power, and then you get the whole human element plus. Against
5: Lex
3: Luthor's adopted son, <laughs>
5: but why not just sell it as half breed? Half breeds fighting.
1: But the great thing about his story is you don't, you're not invincible. Yeah, but then it's just the poor man's Superman. It's like you, you, yes. you'd you be frustrated watching But here's it. the problem. The
5: rich man's Superman doesn't fucking interest us. You do not worry about Superman. Um, all right, What's our biggest action in the movie? It's probably Die Hard, right?
1: Yeah, that, yep. Indiana Jones.
5: What a fucking... You look at that. Superman was the one in the building. What's he doing? <laughs> he flies down. He kills those guys. The movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> The fucking great thing about Die Hard is he couldn't win. And then he did. He yippee motherfucker, that guy. That's right. But if it was Superman up there, you're like this: don't worry. Superman is going to fucking stop everything with heat vision. You don't worry about Superman. Superman is a fucking alien. Um, Richie in Maryland. Richie.
0: Hey, Mr. B.
5: Yeah
8: this Dubai thing. I've been watching uh, like the Science Channel and Discovery. Everything I've been watching lately has been about Dubai and all the different buildings that they're you know, creating. And the fricking, Insane. It's, it's insane, dude. They said $500 billion, half a trillion dollars, largest construction project in the history of the world. How the fuck are they going to do that with all that oil wealth and then default on loans? It's insanity.
5: Yeah, it, it's just because, here's the thing, no money has ever come in. And then they're like, oh, we've got, you know, here's what's great. We've got underground hockey and underground skiing. You're like, for who? <laughs> you are just building shit to build them. I mean, we're never going to fucking feel comfortable over there because there's guys walking around with sheets everywhere. We're always going to feel a little edgy.
4: Yeah. And it's a fucking long haul from here. You know, if, uh, Americans don't even like to go to London so far. Americans and are getting arrested left and right over there and thrown in jail for just being in the same room as a woman. Yeah. After, like, dark. and well, get thrown the fucking... In the clink. Right. I might as well
5: get off the plane with cuffs on me, because I'm going to get some Dubai pussy. Caught me old-fashioned.
1: I'd like to go underground skiing, maybe. I'm sure you would. I don't think it's the mountains... It's dark. It doesn't seem like the mountains would be very high. Well, you've you've got little Dubai over there
5: next to giant stadium. <laughs> I drove by there the other day. That fucking white elephant, Xanadu. That's gonna be huge. What 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 all is gonna be there?
1: Well, the big thing, as you point out, is the indoor skiing is is what they think, and then uh, very very uh, you know elite hotels will be over there, and then a big huge mall that they're saying will rival any mall in the country.
5: But why would anybody need an elite hotel there?
1: I guess you're you're living next to Matt. Smart project.
5: I mean, obviously, you're going to get uh, obviously the Redskins will stay there
1: once a year, the Eagles (laughs) once a year. Yeah, you're going to get the football crowd. I don't know. It's weird. Um.
5: Yeah, I don't want to go through all these things. This people talking about what happened in the comic books, and quite frankly, no one reads the comic books and have it in
1: fifty years. <clears throat> I never... Superman sucked. I couldn't understand it. Like, why? why? By the way... Um, Even the name... I have a problem with that word fanboy.
5: Oh, yeah? Yeah, it just... It infantiles people. I don't know why you can't be a fan of something without being a boy. Again, why say fanboy?
3: That's... Uh, that they. I think it's things they, they're still fans of when they were boys.
5: And that makes you a fanboy?
3: Yeah, I, I guess. I'm trying to think of where else the name would have come from.
5: Well, you're using it. Right. Why do you like it rather than saying fans?
3: Because I think it makes it, it shows a particular type of fan. I right, think it I, makes it specific to I, sci-fi I, and stuff.
5: I was a fan of the Phillies when I was a little kid. Am I a fanboy?
3: No. no so See, I don't
5: understand the difference. Because
3: fanboy is just basically geek stuff. Where it is comic books, comic book movies... Star Wars. Uh, do you know
5: what a geek is? Cause I grew up a car. you know what a geek is?
3: I thought it was someone that just wasn't into... It's
5: someone who bites the heads off of fucking chickens out front to get you to walk into the fucking tent. So to use the word geek as if it makes... It's always been done as a fucking insulting thing. Hmm. I don't know why people allow themselves to be insulted. <laughs> why can't you like any of these things and feel bad about it? Why do you feel bad? And you know what's kind of interesting is that we were talking uh, yesterday about people who ruin shit for everyone else. The fanboys are the ones who ruin stuff because they won't let go of it. Yeah. You know, when Star Wars came out and the Star Wars, the true fans ran from like eight or nine to probably high school age. And that would only like be half the high school it would be upset But the little kids would be obsessed, right? When George Lucas is now still trying to make movies for those things, adults are screaming at him. (laughs) You know, when he put out Star Wars, no adults were yelling, this moves too slow. (laughs) Right. It blows. As a matter of fact, I mean, he didn't win the Oscar because it wasn't an adult's movie. It was a little kid's movie. Yeah. He keeps making that, but the, the fans grow up, and instead of leaving it to little kids... They start screaming at him. Chris in Pennsylvania, you're a manifest.
8: Yeah, I use fanboy as a derogatory term to describe people who tend to cling to nerdy or childish things like wrestling, Superman,
2: and stuff like that. True.
3: Hmm. So I don't think the actual fanboys use it, uh, don't see it as a derogatory term.
5: Why wouldn't they? I mean, the whole point is no man wants to be called a boy, do they? Mr. I ain't a boy,
1: I'm a man. I believe in the promised land.
3: But they're, Im- they're going ahead and embracing the stuff that doesn't seem to be cool to anybody else.
5: Like homo. Like you're saying, I'm not going to let you put me down. I'm going to fucking run with it.
3: That's what they're doing.
5: Well, I give them credit for that. <laughs> but I don't know anybody that was calling them boys. Why can't they just be fans of Star Trek?
1: Why are they fanboys? I wouldn't accept that unless... The only boy moniker I would accept for is possibly if I was a beastie boy. Do you think of yourself as a fanboy, Fez?
3: I would say I'm a fanboy when it comes to these comic books and comic book movies. Yeah. Well,
5: Tell me something you're... Because fa- I don't... I, I'm really lost. Tell me something you're a fanboy of.
3: Uh Star Wars. Okay. I'm a fanboy of Star Wars. Because? Because I'm really into Star Wars, and I watch the movies over and over again. I watch the uh, animated series that they have on the Cartoon Network. I get some of the Star Wars comic books. I don't see
5: what makes you a, a boy about that, though. <laughs> um, here's Mitch in Maryland. Mitch, i running fast. Hey, guys. I love the show.
7: Yeah. Um, quick, quick quick thing. Um, My definition of fanboy is... Especially with the video game world, is when somebody has a dedication to a or a loyalty to a certain product that they cannot be swayed. For example, like the the people who love the Xbox 360 and won't give the PlayStation 3 a chance because they are so dedicated to Xbox that they feel that they would uh, uh, go against. All right,
5: they, but uh, I but the Star Wars fanboys are yeah, the meanest they, people in the world to George Lucas. And the harshest people on those movies. They are fucking brutal. The fanboys turned on this Frank Miller as soon as he decided to fucking direct his own film. And they slaughtered him. Mm. As if he fucking raped somebody. He didn't make a bad movie. He raped a child in the fucking street as far <laughs> as they're concerned. And you you would figure they owe Frank Miller a loss or two along the way. So yeah, i I don't get where I'm hearing about what devoted fans they are if anything they're some of the most cynical people mark in south carolina you're my fez.
0: hey buddies ronnie you sound like a million bucks what today. can i
5: do for you my friend
0: hey a fanboy is someone who enjoys something so much that it brings them back to their childhood that's how they're so obsessed and they become that boy-like figure they love star wars it, it brings them back to a more innocent time where they can concentrate and just love that. That's what a fanboy is.
5: So you're saying that they actually think of themselves as not being sexually mature. They're immature children.
0: Well, exactly. They have the innocence of childhood because they're loving something with pure innocence, and and sex has nothing to do with it except the devotion and love for that particular object.
5: See, there is... There's becoming something of this obsession almost with pedophilia in this country that I'm I'm having a hard time understanding. I don't understand men who want to be pre-sexual. I'm lost on it. I'm completely lost on it. Because if you look at somebody who goes out and looks at nature, right, they will appreciate it with all fucking curiosity and naiveness. Mm-hmm. And yet they don't act like it turns them into a child. <laughs> Um,
3: See, I think they're trying to get there that nostalgic feeling of like the first time when they saw Star Wars when they were a kid,
5: right? But that doesn't really have fucking anything to do with calling yourself a boy. I can understand wanting to look for purity, pure mm-hmm. things. I think everyone in art looks for that. But you, uh, with this, are taking mature sexuality out of your fucking interest. Mm. It's strange. Uh, Gabriel, you're on my manifest.
0: Hey, boys. Yeah. Uh, I believe that a fanboy is just a fan of something, say Star Wars, but they like it to such an obnoxious level that they're behaving like little kids.
5: Yeah, I I would have a problem with that. I would have a problem with even thinking myself that way. I'd rather think of myself as a fucking, uh, as a drunk frat boy. Because at least you're having your foot in some point of mm. maturity. I don't know why anyone wants to be a child. And I don't know why people would want to fucking refer to themselves as boys here. Hitch- Hicks, Hicks, you like all these things. Do you think of yourself as a fanboy?
4: Oh, definitely not. I just think I'm a fan. I think I'm think i jaded like a fanboy, though. And I hate most things. But I, I still consider myself a fan, but not a fanboy. Yeah, you're you're now, a fanboy, then. Fanboy. This is
5: interesting. Yeah, And that's my point. Like, I don't think that there's this naiveness and Return to Childhood. Because you're all over these fucking things in a way a child wouldn't. A child would just like Superman. And then when Spider-Man come along, he would just like Spider-Man. He wouldn't give a shit. He wouldn't <laughs> sit there and make up this thing about why the director is an asshole. And, you know, you're way more cynical about what's being put in front of you. Mm. And what? A, what when has this? I am going to aggressively attack everything that's put before
1: me. Things started in this country.
5: <laughs> I know. Is it? Does it go hand in hand with the internet? Yes,
1: definitely. That's my feeling. Strongly. I don't understand it. I mean, even though I go on the internet, you're talking about Star Wars. I still like the, you know, a couple of the prequels. The George Jar Jar Binks one was bad, but and you'll get beat up by the fence. Yeah, because like, they, they say, well, I've gotten arguments with Fez about Revenge of the Sith here on, on this show, which I believe is a great movie. And I, I, I think, you know, if you make four out of six great Star Wars films... Well, this is the interesting thing. You're okay. How, how do you think of yourself as boyhood returning
5: Fez when you hate these films?
3: Well, I think what it is, it's wanting to feel that imagination again. And what happens is, if George Lucas puts something in the movie that is so silly... That it takes you out of that original feeling.
5: But that would only happen if you weren't a child. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like if you sat around now going like this. I was enjoying Wizard of Oz until the flying monkeys. <laughs> I mean, how are they going to fucking fly? They don't have feathers. Those wings wouldn't lift that But All those things are fucking true. But that's the adult mind getting in the way of that.
1: Chewbacca is a ridiculous character. He's a big, huge dog monkey. He's as crazy as Jar Jar Binks or anything else. They're all fucking nuts. The uh, Gorbian guards in Return of the Jedi were little green pigs. Green pigs that were protecting Jabba's palace. They're and, all fucked up. And just as, like I said,
5: adults in nineteen fucking seventy seven did not embrace Star Wars. <laughs> you know? You're fucking... As a whole, they went... Well, George Lucas is an imaginative filmmaker. He created this right. world for children. You know, great job. Now his marketing back end. But it's not like adults were sitting there going over this and buying the toys. That, that was for children. But those children now refuse to become adults. <laughs> That's where the fuck we are with this.
1: Or you just kind of watch it and just chill out for a little bit. Enjoy the space and the creatures. Realize there's going to be some stilted dialogue in a Star Wars movie. It's always stilted existed. as being kind. It's always, but it's always existed. Um, yeah, yeah, it's always been horrible. I mean, Governor talking. I could smell your foul stench. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Who's
3: why? Why was she British? She was though in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, because because they,
5: they shot the fucking movie in England. <laughs> right. That's why she was British. It was only in
3: one scene.
5: But what that she was the extra. They didn't fucking. They didn't know what the fuck to do with these people. They didn't know what they were doing. And if you read those books, everybody on the set thought Lucas was a dick. Oh yeah, and they the whole thing them. was gonna
1: tube. Yeah, they, they they his
5: his crew hated him. You know what's really interesting? Even after he showed it to everybody, only one person thought he had a hit. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> everybody else in Hollywood went, "Oh, dude, <laughs> your other shit was so great. Look, don't worry about it." You're going to be okay. And Steven Spielberg was like, this is great. so glad you and I don't have sex with women.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, come on. Um, They got married.
5: Yeah, they got married to each have their beards. (laughs) Lucas seems to live an asexual lifestyle
1: now. Oh, no, I've heard he's quite the uh, potty mouth, sex joke type guy. He's got a very crude sense of humor. you ever seen him with any broads? No,
3: but he's, he walks around have. with that
1: fucking turkey neck. He I know he was married to
5: the one chick for a yeah, while. Yeah, Marsha. But then they adopt it, right?
3: Yeah, all, all three of their yes. kids are adopted. Yeah, sure. He's got that way he doesn't have to crazy do any nasty adopted. bits.
1: <laughs> I think he likes sex. Mm.
3: Now, Steven, the Sarnak pit I, is what he calls it.
1: I thought I don't think Spielberg is into chicks, though. Oh, Ray and Albuquerque, you're on manifest.
8: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of back up what you guys were saying there. What Two things I noticed. One, I've I backed off over the years because uh, I used to be very critical of the new Star Wars movies. And then I realized, you know what, the first trilogy was made when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And now you have a bunch of adults, a bunch of grown men looking at it through adult eyes and angry that it wasn't as good as the first. And it, it's us that have changed. And what made it very... A parent. Uh, the other day, I was I was at a store, one of these movie stores, and uh, they're selling action figures, two feet tall, eighteen inches tall, for like eighty five bucks. And I'm thinking, these are toys for men. Yeah, these are not for kids. These are grown adult action figures.
5: Well, and, collectibles.
8: You know, yeah, they, it's like they they need to grow up.
5: Um, here is Ben in North Carolina. Hey Ronnie yeah.
8: um, My five year old son When we watched Star Wars together He likes the parts That I necessarily don't like Like he loves Jar Jar Binks And it's interesting for us to watch All the movies together and see what he picks out Versus what I remembered Or, or what I don't like about the new prequel or everything.
5: Uh, so he's able to sit there Like a little kid And like little kid things
8: Exactly and uh, it makes me feel kind of silly, because I was a big George R. Binks
5: complainer when Phantom Menace came out yeah. and
8: everything, and I see, and he just completely thinks he's hilarious.
5: Yeah, my niece oh. was like five or six, same exact way. George R. Binks, and she, you know, watched all of them, and she was like, he's the best. That was the highlight of the series. <laughs> and we used to just fucking crack up, you know? Yeah. And then she'd be like, I want to dress up like George Jar, Jar Binks. <laughs> like, well, the other kids are going to hate you.
1: Yeah, he's the most hated... Character in the history of science fiction. But
5: I don't think little kids hate him.
1: They probably don't, because his voice is all silly and Misa gonna go over right, there. It's so. like those
5: things that your kids watch, the fucking Gabba yeah. Gabbas.
1: Yo Gabba Gabba, right. Yeah. Who's on the Macy's Day Parade, by the way.
5: Yeah, I saw that.
1: I th- I feel like they were broke here first, on the Ron Fez show. You
5: really feel like uh, yeah. we blow it out? Yes. Uh we got a uh, break. Uh, when we come back... Um, Higgs wants to talk about the environmental issues right now in Southeast Asia.
3: Pajamagram. 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 (laughs) It's the perfect Christmas gift. Pajamagram. Comfy and sexy, and it's also practical and personal. What is? Pajamagram.
5: (laughs) Pajamagram.
3: So and with Pajama Gram
5: You're
3: going to find lingerie and lots of styles all at Pajama Gram.
5: <speaks cosplay>
3: now each Okay, every Pajama Gram It's delivered in a beautiful hat box that she's going to love along with a lo- Why would they bring a fat box? It's a hat box. Well, you said fat box. I meant to say hat box. Well, you said it wrong and now
5: people are going to be frightened that a fat box is going to show up.
3: <laughs> it also comes along with a lavender scented sachet, a do not disturb Whoa! sign, <laughs> and a personal gift message that's all included free with your pajama gram. Well,
5: what's the message you're going to say?
3: Well, uh, you decide. You get to fill out your special message to your special someone for their pajama gram gift.
5: Mine's going to be if we have any of that turkey left.
3: So, with the winter coming, Pajamagram, really the perfect gift this holiday season. Pajamagram, you can go online at pajamagram.com or you can give them a call at 1 800 Give PJs. That's 1 800 Give PJs. Pajamagram. Fezzy,
5: hmm? I believe you said uh, give BJs.
3: It's 1 800 Give PJs.
5: All right, I went to the wrong place and there's
3: oral going on. It's 1 800 Give PJs with a P. A Pajamagram, it is the perfect Christmas gift. Best of all, she'll think of you every time she puts them on. Overnight and Christmas delivery is guaranteed. It's the gift you're both going to love. So just visit Pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJS. That's Pajamagram.com. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I get it now. You're
4: you doing a black guy character because I'm a black guy, right? Black man
7: doing his thing, baby.
2: Barack Obama, motherfucker. Barack Obama. I'm the president of hitting that ass. Black man doing his motherfucking thing in the world, baby. You feel me? What? Brothers on
5: the slide. Run the Fez show. Okay.
4: Eight
5: six six run zero Fez. What? Eight six six runs zero Fez. It's a weekday here as we now enter December celebrating Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa. And isn't there one more in there? Don't the Muslims have something for themselves? I thought that was Kwanzaa. Ramadan. Oh. Ramadan is for them.
3: I think this is the Ramadan month.
5: Something had to be happening for the Capricorns because it all comes down. If you're not uh, a Capricorn, you're an (laughs) also-ran. You got to have it all. All right. uh, By the way, Tim Tebow said his goodbyes to the Gators uh, this week. And no way he's going to the pros, right?
3: I don't see him. No, No, I
5: I mean, there's no talk of him. The basic talk is he's going to go be a Mormon, right?
3: Uh, I haven't heard about that.
5: I, uh, Davey Mack, <coughs> in all my time, don't recall such a college athlete so beloved as Tim, Tim Tebow.
1: Well, if they win a championship, I mean, he'll be among the most decorated football players of all time. Beyond that.
5: We've had that before.
1: Yeah, he is This kid in is there.
5: beloved by the kids, the adults, the sports announcers... Anyone the girls who, I saw Wilbon <laughs> say on his TV, you can't meet this kid for 30 seconds without loving him. I'm like, Wilbon, you
1: too? I don't understand what there is to love. Well, he's great on the field. He's very rah-rah on the field. And then he's all cliched and religious off the field. And it's a perfect combo. Good point here.
5: He's wearing these things under his eyes. I don't know what the, the eye makeup is. And he had the Hebrew,
1: whatever happened to be.
5: Yeah. How does he get away with that?
1: <laughs> he wore the, uh, one week he wore, yeah, biblical phrasing.
5: But <laughs> he, he did it, He does yeah. it every week and it's a different phrasing. Yeah. That annoys me. At the same time, I saw the Notre Dame quarterback wearing Adidas. It says the, the term Adidas under his eyes. The NCAA is such <laughs> fucking hypocrites.
1: Well, the pros won't accept that. Remember Good. when Jim McMahon got in trouble for all the crazy headbands? Well, because th- these guys would look like NASCARs. Yeah. Are you telling me Ocho Cinco wouldn't sell himself out? I, I found it ju- <coughs> more offensive that um, all the fans of Florida, whether they were religious or not, were then also wearing the things under their eyes. I didn't notice that. Yes, even if they're for the last game, even if they despised, god for that matter they were wearing religious stuff just because they love tebow and then the sideline reporter who's not supposed to be rooting for anyone was wearing the fucking things under her eyes they
5: all rule (laughs) they all root for this fucking tim uh tebow he is beloved he is the i'd like to change his name to the son of america (laughs) and call him what he is the loving son of america
3: With the stuff under the eyes, if you can have that much shiny writing on those, they're obviously not necessary. Because it's supposed to keep everything dark underneath there so you can see downfield. And then you're writing in silver Sharpie on them, lightening them up. I So they're they're obviously not even necessary. They
1: don't even go with silver Sharpie. I think he has them made. I'm going to tell you the truth, though. I find it less offensive
5: that, that he... The Mormon kid trying to, you know, recruit people because he's raised to be, you know, a recruiting idiot. Then I am the student athlete at Notre Dame wearing the Adidas sign under his eyes. That fucking bugs the shit out of me. Why not put Coca Cola there?
1: Well, he's, he he wants maybe to get a Adidas sponsorship when. Claude Jeez, is, do you think? When I thought
5: that I thought that was the whole fucking point <laughs> of student athletes. That we don't have them worried about sponsorships.
1: Yeah, well, they, they, some, some of it gets thrown out the window. Geez, do you think? Yeah, I do. Fuckers.
5: What offends you more? Uh, a commercial under your eyes or the religious thing under your eyes? Oh, ice? I
1: don't want the religious thing under my eyes. Wow, what bothers you about that? I just don't think that religion has any place in sports. This is one of the few endeavors... They,
5: they fucking pray after every I play. I hate
1: that, too. It's one of the few endeavors in humanity where humans are truly human. They're you're, you're, you're pitted against another human using nothing but your physical talents. It's great. It's about humanity. You don't need God in this shit. There's not a sport that doesn't welcome God. It's stupid, though. It's
5: it's not called for. We have church on Sundays. Rick, in well, we have football on Sundays now. <laughs> Rick in Florida, Yarmouth, Fez.
8: Hey, take hold her nine four one chicken and buddies.
5: What do you
0: got? Uh, I just wonder how long it is. Do you think till Florida changes their mascots to the t
5: I have never seen anyone this beloved.
3: They have that big plaque up now. Um, at Gator Field where, you know, he made that speech like two years ago, I think after they lost to Mississippi State or Old last Miss. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. They where was last I, year, did they? The I Promise yeah, speech. They, they, oh, well, what was what, what, the I Promise speech? It's where he, uh, Tebow after the loss went out there and said, nobody's going to work harder. Um than this guy right here, and no one's going to motivate people more than me. That was last I, year, yeah. Yeah. and I, the regular season. And I promise this won't happen again. So now it's up there in granite and marble like it was the words of Moses.
5: Um, well, okay. Nikki in Florida, you're in the face.
2: Hi. Listen, um, Tebow's not a uh, Mormon. He's an evangelical, and he is so beloved down here, you would not believe it. ESPN did a documentary on him when he was a senior in high school, and they called it The Chosen One.
5: Now, is he going to go to the pros, or is he not going?
2: I believe he's going to the pros so that he can get every bit of money he can and give it to his missionary work. <laughs> and I think he'll do fine. Maybe not as a quarterback, but he'll do fine.
5: Yeah, there's n- you're not going to do fine. You're not going to go from a fucking star quarterback where everybody
1: loves you and then be what? A wide receiver? I ain't betting on it. He's, maybe he'll do a, a Michael Vick thing and just run that wildcat. I could see yeah, him doing Michael that. Michael Vick gets a lot of fucking snaps. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying because I can't see him. I mean, he's, he's got great legs, but his throwing arm is not to be desired for. It is weak. It's weak sauce. It's fucking college stuff. I mean, I, I'm a left-hander, and I have a better gun than Tim Tebow, for sure. Can you That's do the s- jump
3: pass?
5: Can he? He didn't make it work for himself the other day. <laughs> G in Long Island.
2: Hey, hey, guys. How are you? Good. Um, Watching the Charlie Weiss thing yesterday on ESPN, uh, and they were talking about Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has a billion, with a B, a billion dollars, they call it in a hopper. Uh, that's completely generated by the football c- program that they have as backup. And I wondered to myself, you know, here's this Catholic Univ I mean, not that the Catholic Church doesn't have more money than anyone, but all these people that want to go to college, they can't afford it, and they have a billion dollars because of their football program.
5: It's unbelievable. And that's with a lousy football program. Sh-
2: and here's the problem.
5: If they start winning, they're still just going to have the billion. They're not going to make any more. They're not going to get newer fans. It ain't going to happen. It doesn't matter whether they win or lose. It only matters if they go running out there with those gold helmets in front of Touchdown Jesus. You're being fucking played. Um, JT, you're on run Fez. Hi,
8: Ronnie. How's it going? Good. Uh, i got a spy report for you
5: here. I'm
0: going to play this
5: uh, so that you... Spy report. No, I heard you. Spy report. Spy report. Yeah. Uh,
0: apparently, John Mellencamp's
8: son has started a Facebook online group that if he gets one million people to join, John Mellencamp has said he will quit his uh, decades-old habit of, of smoking. He will quit smoking if one million people join this Facebook group.
5: Man, who cares? Seriously. <laughs> I really don't care.
1: Just stop smoking, John, old man.
5: It's <laughs> up to you whether you want to smoke or not, John. <laughs> smoke up, Johnny. I got no fucking problem either way. Does not change my life, little man. I, I don't understand. You want to get your friends some fucking, your your son some Facebook friends. Fine. But don't act like the rest of us
1: need to be involved. I'm going to start up an anti melon camp, anti-smoking Facebook thing. Pat in Florida, you're on Manifest.
8: Hey, guys. Yeah.
0: Um, during the last home game, when Tim Tebow went and kissed the middle of the field, there wasn't a dry mm-hmm. high in the stadium.
5: And stuff like that, that's why we have love for 50 votes. Um, Yeah, I obviously, a lot of guys will kiss the field and not get everybody crying. I know you guys love them. I haven't watched enough of that stupid team to care. It looks like I'm watching high school football every time I turn on college. <laughs> By the way, I'm starting a new Facebook. I'm calling it Let John Smoke. And if I can get a million people to buy free cigarettes for John Mellencamp, Maybe, gonna, maybe he can all help me get my dad to stop smoking.
1: I decided to also start a Facebook called Shoot John Up With Heroin. I was born in a small town. We only need 20 friends.
5: Your mom can't fan at all?
1: Uh, no. Thought he was a poor man's Bruce. And I felt like the whole small town thing. Dead and done. Well, you're, you're coming into Jersey territory, Indiana boy. Mm-hmm. Do something else. Write about the Pacers. Write about Reggie Miller. Do whatever you have to. Don't fucking come into small towns. That's Bruce's territory. Sorry. He had a song called My Hometown, for Christ's sakes. But they have small towns everywhere. I know, but Bruce cornered that market. Come on, this isn't Bruce Light.
2: <laughs> oh that clap. Big Band!
1: <laughs> 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 All right, but it's a small town already. <laughs> we get it. Just
5: like Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> <laughs> me and
1: Danny. And <laughs> Everybody. He <laughs> all the band efforts. <laughs> <Small laughs> he actually like, seeks out guys the same first name. So he'd be like Roy on the keyboards. <laughs> Save <him.
5: laughs> Let's hear from medium sized <laughs> Steven. He's with me all the time.
0: Large man, large man.
5: You know, I was watching Springsteen the other night too. And somehow, I don't know what happened, but he,
1: came, he became Southern.
5: He didn't even have
1: her slang in the bag. He's back to that. Yeah, He goes in and out. He used to do it really heavily on any Bruce solo album. Yeah. You would notice Bruce all of a sudden, like, the ghost of Tom Joe. Well, that's why. Because yeah. the ghost of Tom Joe with Tom Morello. Yeah. You saw that? That was, was awesome. was unbelievable. Yeah. Tom Morello, congratulations. Fucking rules, man. That shit what he was doing with the guitar, playing with yeah, both sides of phenomenal. the fret. Phenomenal. And, but Bruce... That's why Earl's an asshole, yeah, he
5: seriously, is. he had me get so ready no. to hate this thing. You sure listen to me anyway here's this is the fucking Bruce fine. <laughs> beneath the <laughs> city to be so and yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What happened to your hand? <laughs> beneath that John Exxon song, that <laughs> brings this fair city life. Like, did fucking Charlie Daniels crop your ass?
1: <laughs> yeah. Any type of solo w- Bruce work, the southernness mm-hmm. comes out big time. The ghost of Tom Joad. It's actually a good song. What? It's a good fucking oh, song. Oh, it's an awesome song. And Tom you Marello, shit all man. over it? No, I love it. <clears throat> I like to see Tom Rallo join the East Street Band though. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, have the- some real solo- <laughs> solos. <laughs> well, that'll mean poor Nils-, Nils Lofgren will have to go. No, you never. Know, Steven's staying. <laughs>
5: That's the best. That'd be a bad day for fucking uh, for Nels when he sees like everyone hugging Miami Steve. Like, hey, things you know, uh, you know, things have changed a little bit.
1: Don't worry, guys. We're gonna be like the Jersey Skinners. We'll have four <laughs> guitarists. Everyone will get a piece. No one gets to do a solo.
5: Nathan in Wyoming, you're on a fez. Nathan, we got you, buddy. Peace. Um, here is, um, here's Daniel in Houston. You're on the Fez.
8: Hey, y'all are talking about, uh, Tebow being the chosen one? Mm-hmm. The chosen one is in New Orleans. It's Drew Brees is Drew Breezes Christ.
5: Breezes Christ, superstar. <laughs> if he was Jesus, he'd heal that ridiculous birthmark of his. And then there's something about it getting, growing a chin. <laughs> I know, it's expanding. You know what I would do if I was him? I'd take a, a kicking tee and tie it to the fucking end of my chin so I'd have something there.
1: I think two of those touchdowns were actually thrown by Drew Brees' birthmark last night.
5: He looks like... Sometimes Drew Brees looks like that little fucking Martian that used to f- <laughs> follow fucking Bugs Bunny everywhere. Done an interception
3: makes me very angry.
5: By the way, I'm looking at these pictures of the alleged... Uh, Fucking mistress of Tiger Woods. She's gorgeous, but you're right about one thing, Watley. What's that? Sunglasses every pick.
3: Yeah, I want to see what's behind those those sunglasses. But
5: I'd make her leave them on. <laughs> I know it'd be in front of those sunglasses.
3: Maybe she's Come. blind.
5: I'm not doing the whole thing anymore. Not doing the call and response. All right. Um, Used to. Uh, here is... Oh, Nathan, he needs to get through. Go ahead, Nathan.
7: Hey, I just wanted to call and say, fuck Tim Tebow and his little group of shit he's got going on down there.
5: Now, what bothers you about Tim?
7: Well, I, it irritated me that the announcers were blowing him as he was playing his final game at the home stadium. They're supposed to be non-biased, and they were just horse shit.
5: Yeah, they, uh, they were beyond biased, where they were going like this. I'm choking up myself. <laughs> this young man, this shit. I'm like, there's a lot of other fucking seniors.
3: Yeah. And no coverage of the guy across the field, Bobby Bowden, wrapping up his 400 year career.
5: Well, Bobby's hung around too long. You want to fucking live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse.
1: I think FSU also might still be bowl eligible. I think they'll probably. They are. Yeah, and they'll get a bowl. You know, they'll, they'll get a Everyone gets a fucking bowl. Yeah.
5: Notre Dame could have one if they want to. They don't care.
1: Oh, they will as well. But it'll be, you know, just a temporary coach.
5: Uh, Matt and Bama, you're on Fez.
8: Uh, I got a spy report.
5: Let me play
0: this. Spy report. Spy report.
8: Uh, one of Florida's defensive ends that's in contention for a first-round NFL draft pick got uh, arrested last night for a DUI. They found him asleep at the wheel at a green light.
5: Well, sometimes you get tired. Chuck in Gainesville, you're on Fez.
2: Hey,
8: yeah. Uh, down
2: here, man,
7: they've got a 12-foot-high statue of Tebow at a local restaurant. It is
8: ridiculous how they view this kid.
5: Yeah, I don't even fucking get it. A lot of guys play college football.
3: I think and that's actual size.
5: And he's good, but he's not the fucking best I think I've ever seen. And a lot of those guys don't go on to have a fucking pro career. Uh, here is Gary in Vegas. My
8: hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Two quick hits. Tom Morello, most underrated guitarist around. Not here. Tebow will get drafted by Jacksonville for nothing else. Ticket sales.
5: Yeah, and um, he needs to watch one of those old movies about what happens when you go into the pros. <laughs> he needs to watch one of those Golden Boy movies. <laughs> it's a whole different uh, deal than you're dealing with. Uh, East End Rob, do you have a spy report for us? Easton, we got you.
8: Hey, uh... Uh, uh, Ronnie B. Yes, sir. Uh, Long Island Newsday. Every time they run a picture of uh, Tiger Woods's chick friend, there is definitely something fucked up with her eye. One eye is open much wider than the other. I think that would explain why she's always wearing
5: sunglasses. Uh, one eye looks to the country; the other eye looks to town. Look at her.
1: It's okay. It's not. It's a slight difference. The left eye is bigger. How many
5: times you think Tiger has said to her, you know, every time I run into Jeter, it drives me fucking crazy. (laughs) Seriously? You ever fuck anyone outside of sports?
1: And to do another Gillette commercial with that asshole. It's got to be fucking rough on him. Both of them are probably fearful that Federer is going to tag her now. He's the third guy in that trifecta.
5: You think they're actually fearful? (laughs)
1: Living filled with fear? (laughs) What's on your uh, mind today? David oh, Max. I got a lot on my mind. First oh. of all, my basketball team uh, tied the record on Sunday 0 17, New Jersey Nets, worst start. They tied the Clippers, who are the shittiest organization maybe in the history of sports, and Miami Heat expansion year. So the Nets, who have been around forever, to go 0 17 really is a disgrace. They go for 0 18 tonight. Game on TV? To, yeah, it'll be on TV. Well, no. it'll definitely be on for local New York, New What's Jersey fans.
5: Uh, I'm going to watch it then. i got to see a record. I love a nice record.
1: <laughs> it's going to be very difficult. And then um, this other thing, they found out that this guy in Los Angeles who was searching for his adopted mother and father, he found the mother, and she goes, yeah, uh, there's a good chance you're the son of uh, Charlie Manson. Mm. And the guy is totally, totally fucked. Like, he, his whole world has been destroyed. Why? I know he's an adopted. Yeah, because he didn't want any part of, of a serial killer, apparently.
3: Yeah, but he got a
1: celebrity, at least. How do you figure that Charlie Manson is a celebra-
3: celebrity? <laughs> he's someone
5: who's famous. That doesn't. So you honestly think of that as celebrated? He's infamous, not famous. You're acting like Bin Laden is a fucking <laughs> celebrity?
1: Yeah, that's, there is a difference. Celebrities usually are involved in some kind of entertainment. He, he is unless infamous. Count, unless you're counting Charlie Manson's last song on the spaghetti incident. Uh, here's a uh, spy report for you. Spy report. Spy report.
5: Uh, this is the, the couple who uh, found themselves the wedding crashers at Obama's, right? Big story for how many days now?
3: Oh, it's been going on since uh, last week.
5: They're now claiming they were invited and they got the invitation. They don't understand what everybody's talking about. Oh. Thanks for wasting our fucking week.
1: So
3: they did another, they did a Balloon Boy hoax It's Balloon Boy all over again. (laughs) Everyone's hoaxing. The invitation was safe at home, I guess. I gotta
1: come up with a hoax with my kids or something. Yeah. I was thinking... Why are you trying to say that your six-month-old son is talking?
5: (laughs) See if we all fall for it.
3: (laughs) That's the truth. Combine the two and have your son in a balloon over the White House. (laughs) Well, I was thinking Lost at Sea.
5: I put him in a peach basket. Has anybody seen it? It,
3: just, it, it was very rainy.
5: <clears throat> it would have been funny to do that the following day. Right. My kids are out there somewhere. The bad thing is the Coast Guard would have to go out.
6: Right.
5: I just got inspired by Balloon Man, and I put my. I've been working on a small sub,
1: and <laughs> I put it in the river. Now I can't find it. I figured he had the air. I wanted the water. I don't know. And then there's another thing that Adam Lambert now says that um Lambert, more like Gabert. <laughs> Lambert. He says that you know what? On second thought, maybe me making out with that keyboardist wasn't a good first impression for being post idol. Oh, is yeah. that right? Yeah, he he came out and said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like to that. say to him? He did that. <laughs> Welcome to the machine. It was right there on the AP. After initially writing off his appearance at the 2009 AMA Awards, Lambert said that his appearance maybe wasn't the best first impression post-American Idol on an awards show.
3: Now I feel even worse for the kid. They're really trying to wear him down. <laughs> well, That he can't be who he is.
1: No, he just realizes it was, it was over the line. He realizes it was a mistake what he did.
5: No? He Everybody's was- got stuff they're not allowed to do at works. It doesn't <laughs> take away who they are.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I case closed. It's official. Gay people, gay men should not kiss on TV. Dave in Jersey. You're on run a Fest.
8: Hey, Ronnie. I just wanted to let you guys know I heard that Charles Manson thing. I, uh, it turns out that the mother was actually raped by Charles Manson. He was the child of a raped mother.
5: That's why I'll always be for pro-abortion.
1: <laughs> Amen. I wonder uh, what but- would be worse, though, being like a rape baby or being a Charles Manson baby.
5: All right, I am looking at the raped Charles Manson kid, mm-hmm. offspring. Yeah. Rape Charles Manson offspring. I believe it's Death Metal Mo. <laughs> <laughs> It's I And saw. Mo's <laughs> band should be called... The rape Charlie Manson baby.
1: <laughs> well, Mo should definitely stay cleanly shaven because I did notice a lot of similarities between them both. Yeah, it's really just a black beard. That's the long hair and a black beard. That's
5: Mo! <laughs> that's definitely him!
1: You ever notice that we'll do that to people all the time? Oh, all well, the. I'm oh, a redhead. That's true. Yeah, I get fucking. The big, uh, the 12th man from the Boston Celtics looks exactly like Dave. He's seven feet tall and fat. <laughs> And you're five feet tall, in fact. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not seven feet tall. <laughs> but here's the deal. It's a big difference.
5: Oh, there was another thing about Ginger's Kick-A-Ginger Day catching yeah. on in the U.S. And, by the way, tons of people send these to me. I had to get a retraction on Fred's podcast for um, not fucking telling the truth. By the way, your next Twitter gossip? Yeah. Go check on Fred and Coke Logic. They have been going oh. back and forth like <laughs> animals on each other. I guess uh, Coke Logic made a bad cartoon about him. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> he always seemed very peaceful. That Coke I Logic. know, but That's... I guess you make
5: a cartoon, you think it's all in fun, and at the end of it, you find out you make people mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I checked out that uh, Kick a Ginger Day, and um, it's you know it's three boys who were arrested. Um, and I saw the poll, a lot of people voted for the poll on, on AOL, uh-huh. and, um, should the uh, boys have been arrested, um, it was 50-50 the last time I checked.
5: So 50% of the people in the United
1: States think it's okay to attack redheads. Yeah. That was the last time I checked. I don't know if the poll's still on. And but children the last at that. Time, yeah, the last time I it was Well, 50-50. even
5: if you're four, um... Letting kids fight it out, and a lot of people are. Mm
1: -hmm. Three-on-one
5: is a tough fucking deal. (laughs) You know, I don't give a fuck how scrappy of a kid you are. Three-on-one, you should lose 100% of the time.
1: And it's people getting all their little ideas from a show, a South Park episode. To me, that's, you know, you come up with your own thing. It's like when the kids watched that football movie, The Program, and then laid in streets and got hit by cars. I want you to understand something. Yeah. We should
5: change the name from
1: childhood to retarded.
5: <laughs> okay, there is nothing stupider than a young person.
1: And the authorities are blaming South Park, like they're they're, they're they Trey Parker and you know Matt Stone might be getting in trouble. They shouldn't. It's these little assholes who just repeat what they see. Or at least the parents who, you know, the parents. So I,
5: I, I didn't know of South Park. I thought this had to do with like a Facebook thing in England.
1: It is a Facebook thing, but but the, the this in America, mm-hmm. the authorities are tracing it to the South Park episode where they had a whole plot line revolving around Kick a Ginger. Now,
5: did did South Park take that from what was really happening? in... Yes. Yeah, So how do you blame South Park?
1: Because they said that. Well, these are American kids. They would have had no idea what's going on in England. So they just watched well, South. Well, I know about it. I got it off Google. <laughs> so what do I do? Shut down Google? <laughs> it's the people always looking to blame the the you know a show or a band for something. Um, but still, stop attacking us. We're redheads for Christ's sakes. We get it. We're different. Stop it,
5: Scott in Michigan. You're on Run Fez.
1: Hey guys, happy birthday,
8: Dave. TMZ reporting that uh, more women have come out saying they slept in Tiger Woods.
5: Well, why wouldn't they? He's a fucking good-looking billionaire. I don't understand what is surprising yeah. about this story. Let me see if there's any more chicks, though. And he's got a commercial. I mean, you know, he's been a... He's made a billion dollars, and he's like 31. Dave's thirty one. He wore the same T shirt three times in the last two well, weeks. I
4: just have a lot of greenie, greenies, as I call them. The chick was on Tool Academy, apparently a VH1 uh, reality show.
1: I'm not familiar with Tool Academy. I've seen it. What do they What do they do? They get um, dudes to. Uh, if This computer goes a little faster. They They get dudes to. Um, here we go. They to. Uh, I know her, Jamie. <laughs> they get dudes who are assholes, and then they try and make them into better guys. Jesus Christ! How's this TV? <laughs>
3: everything <laughs> stinks i thought it was women who fix
5: things <laughs> I, I found that i'm shocked that fez could sit there and watch hoarding show or whatever he tried to explain to me today
3: hoarders now every video
1: you click on too, on the internet there's always a commercial have you noticed that it's impossible to, to avoid commercials
5: well you know there has to be some way of making money
1: and you ain't gonna pay for it. You won't even pay for music you download. <laughs> like I know it's uh, recently they've had billboards now where there's live action commercials on them. Like yeah. as if we li- we live in Blade Runner. We are Blade Runner and this motherfucker <laughs> up. It's kind of cool actually. It's much better than just the stereo the old-fashioned billboard of a paint set. Well the only
5: reason why they did that is cuz that's all they had at the time. If no. they would have giant TVs they would have put it up in the fucking 1800s.
1: So here's the the check who Bang tiger, right. that's her. She looks, that's her boyfriend. She looks amazing. Oh, this her
5: boyfriend. So this is her. Yeah, Jamie. Turn her up so I can hear us. Ego make us
8: changes.
0: I think that we could really be happy together.
1: If I could have all these ladies in my collection of now, women, that... why,
5: what, what, why would she now want to fucking fuck with this guy? You dated a guy, right? Obviously, you know he was married. Obviously, this was a secret between the two of you. What gives you the fucking gall now to go? Now I want. Now that I see that people are getting famous from it. Let me in.
1: Yeah, and wasn't and this other, the first mistress, you know, it's, it wasn't her doing. She right. Was, she was trying to play it cool.
5: She's doing the right thing. Like she did for
1: A-Rod and fucking everybody else. Jeter, Federer, I'm sure Dick Butkus was involved. Now, do you think this
5: fucks with uh, A-Rod's thing with his check? You know, that he's got a new check and uh, some other broad just comes up. Oh, I no, fucked all these guys.
1: because I think Kate Hudson is basically like a female version of A-Rod. They she both, loves and leaves. Yeah, they both banged a lot of people and then they finally found each other. It's a very nice story. I think guys accept that
5: in, in men. Do you think they accept it in women?
1: No, not as <laughs> not as readily, absolutely you
5: said not. that immediately. <laughs> no you, way. You didn't have to ponder it for a second. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Not 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 a chance in hell. No, Hicks, you feel the same way?
4: I can get past it easier, I think, than Dave can, but it's definitely a double fucking standard, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, we're not saying if it's a double standard, but it is a double standard. It
4: exists. P
1: period.
5: But we just sat around today and talked I, about... I don't even Let's, want to think
1: about this anymore. Let's
5: throw off <laughs> the fucking rules of society. Yeah. Who needs them? Right. Oh, fuck What is Jamie. it, Fez? Steven- you're driving me nuts. This is what I keep saying. <laughs> you just want to do your live reads. How many more you got?
3: Just this one.
5: Have a ball with it, then. Sing
3: it. It's uh, Steven Singer Jewelers. If you're looking for something special for Christmas... You know what I'm looking for is jewelry. That's the place to go, Steven Singer Jewelers, or IHateStevenSinger.com.
5: Now, why would I want to go to a guy that I hate?
3: Because he's going to give you the best deals.
5: Hicks, uh, I think you need to get engaged. I think you need to go down to Steven Singer and do the right thing.
3: You think, yeah? No. Yeah. All right, well, IHateStevenSinger.com, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. IHateStevenSinger.com. They've got the best deals. They've got the best customer service.
5: Or get her the empty box and say, someday I'm going to fill this for you. <laughs>
3: Someone like Hicks could go in there completely not knowing anything about diamonds or engagement rings and walk away with something with fantastic. With his pants down.
5: <laughs> Steven- well, that is the thing. You go into these places. I don't know if you've ever been to a jewelry store. But you never feel more inept in your fucking life than you do walking into a jewelry store. And they start talking to you about color and this and look at this. look under this fucking... And you just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm having. and then they also look at you like you're stealing stuff.
3: Well, at Steven Singer Jewelers, you can go in there if if you go in on a Sunday, you can enjoy a beer and while you're waiting, watch some football. That's how, how that's how good this place is for the guy that needs help with some jewelry. They so, understand men's needs. So you say uh, I go in
5: there to learn about jewelry, mm-hmm. I end up drinking beer and watching a game.
3: That could happen at Steven
5: Singers. I hate Stephen. How's that going to help me? How's that going to help me pick the right ring?
3: It's going to make you relax. It's going to make you feel like you're not being rushed through. Like you're not bothering some snobby sales clerk.
5: By the way, I don't know. This might be a prejudice. I think I only feel comfortable buying jewelry from a woman. I don't know if i like to buy jewelry from a man. Because a woman will say that, What well, I would like this. <laughs> I would definitely like this if you got this from me. And then you're all like, really? Good. Right. Then that's the one I want. The one that you would like, and you start pretending she's your girlfriend for a while.
3: Well, you can call one eight eight eight. I hate Steven Singer. Does get he a person- hear me at
5: all? He doesn't hear me at all, does he?
3: <laughs> and get a personal shopper to assist you for free, plus a lifetime guarantee on anything you buy at Steven Singer's Jewelers.
5: All right, whose life, mine or Stevens?
3: Um, uh, the lifetime of the jewel.
5: Well, th- shouldn't the jewel la- live forever?
3: Well, you know, there's going to be diamonds and earrings and, you know, settings. If right, anything but diamond, goes wrong, it's taken care of.
5: You can't even destroy a diamond, right?
3: No. Mm-mm. Well,
5: I need a guarantee for It's fine.
3: And they're also the first in the country to introduce the Black Diamonds. Go to the website, mm. IHateStevenSinger.com. Check out the Black Diamonds. Steven Singer, he's the guy you can trust. The perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holidays. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Or if you're in Philly, the corner of 8th and Walnut for Steven Singer Jewelers.
5: Uh, you know who likes Black Diamonds? Who's that?
4: Goth Chicks. Be perfect for you, Hicks. She's more punk rock than goth.
5: Ooh. <laughs> What's your favorite band? The Clash Still? Yes Who did I have in here that day that she wanted to meet?
4: Oh, uh, John Doe from X
5: Oh, and then you know what she said to John Doe? Hmm. You've inspired me so much I go like this, inspired? Did you start a band? <laughs> what kind of inspiration <laughs> you get? He's a tutor She loves that man <laughs> I know she does. I'm glad you brought her in. And then who did you have for Arlo with you?
4: That was Brock.
5: <laughs> Brock and his chick came in here.
4: <laughs> Brock is so weird. I'm
5: like, what are you guys doing? They go like, oh, we love Arlo. They go, what? That's
1: just strange. he got added. a cute chick, too. I never saw her. He always take her down and get herself a black diamond. I would hope so. I mean, you know, he's named after the boyfriend in Aaron Brockovich.
3: Sounds like he's named after Aaron Brockovich. Says you don't wear any jewelry, do you? No. How come? It's too, It gets suffocating on me. I feel like uh, like my hands can't breathe. Everything feels too tight, like it's going to get stuck.
5: You got a pen and paper? Uh-huh. Write down a hundred times. I don't have a secret, because <laughs> you don't. He looks like an unmade bed. He doesn't like jewelry. He doesn't like music. doesn't go to Broadway. Doesn't like fashion.
1: No. Shopping. There's no fucking secret. Not even like, you know, the home shopping channel.
5: You should have a conversation with your family and go like this. Mom, dad, I I feel like I need you to know this. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm dull. (laughs) I'm just a dull person. Not that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I had an uncle who was dull, but I thought he was the only one. No son of mine is going to be dull. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't know what his dad actually sounds <laughs> like. Exactly. Right.
5: You had him down because he's an old railroad baron. <laughs> Looking at a copy. Hey. Okay, Arch needs to talk to us. Arch.
8: Hey, my man. Yeah. Uh, I think Comedy Central should bring back the uh, man show, because Fez is all man. He'd be a great host for that right now.
5: You know, Arch, I've noticed something, and it's kind of interesting to me. The <laughs> Ronnie B quotes on Twitter are really going a lot more electric than the old Ron Bennington's quote of the day. Now, there's no there's no doubt that you're the granddaddy of them all, Arch. <laughs> but I can't say that if you just came on today, all the action's happening over on Twitter.
8: Oh, that'll have to be uh, corrected immediately.
5: I don't know, Arch. We're closing on. What, what number are we at now?
8: Oh, wow. we're over eight. We're closing on nine.
5: Wow. Just brilliant. 9,000. Yeah, just years yeah. of brilliance. Funny, funny quotes. Oh, it's fun reading. Paid all right. One. Yeah. Uh, are you, Are you going to any of the Christmas parties this year?
8: I think we're looking to the uh, going local, maybe, and just shooting up north to the FH.
5: Oh, doing the FH Rileys. Yeah. The only five star restaurant in Long Island. Fabulous food. They're doing the big uh, pow Talk. Yeah. Twitter party. It's a don't miss night.
8: Maybe make that the unofficial restaurant of the show.
5: Hmm. What? I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. All right, thanks, Arch. All right, buddy. Peace. Sure. Uh, what night is the RonFez.net party? It's the same night. Which is what? The December 12th. December
6: right?
5: 12th. Long December. December and 12th. Reason. I want to, and then when is GVAC's. You know, same night. Rogue, December 12th. Uh, the
1: RonFez Rebel party. Yeah. December 12th. They're all December 12th. And there's going to be a special delivery show on December 12th as well. If you want to stay home. You're going to be live that night? Yes. So you can't make any of the parties. I just found out, yeah. Well, no, that's why I think I might... uh, I think that now the FH rallies is probably out for that reason. Yeah. So now it's going to be between the Rogue Party and the original OGs. Which is why I was sucking up to Cruel Circus earlier in the show. Hmm. Just to make sure that a couple people... So you would pick the Rogues
5: over RonFez.net or It's going to be
1: maybe where Cruel Circus goes. Um, you know, if he's going to go to RonFez.net, I'll probably head over there after the special delivery. If he's going to Rogue, I'll go that one. Oh. Fezzy, where you go?
3: I'm going to the GVAC Rogue party. Really? Yeah. That's where I'm going to be.
5: I really like the idea of that Long Island party.
1: Yeah, I did too. But it's too. far. I did. But, but I like to eat good. Yeah, I'm not even getting out of here until 1230, so. Till I don't own. know if I
5: can make it all the way back. See if I can take a nap in the back driveway. <laughs> um, here is... Last time we took a car out there and then we slept on the way home. You yeah. Took us three days. Right. Uh, Blake, you're running fez.
0: Hey, guys. How you doing? I just wanted to say uh, today is my wife's 45th birthday. Dr. Tammy Ulf, and She's your biggest fan. And she'd love it if you guys wished her a happy birthday.
5: Well, I would love it if, if Dr. Tammy could send me some perks.
0: Uh, she's an obstetrician-gynecologist.
5: Perfect. Uh, okay. Pictures of vaginas and some
3: perks. Absolutely. I'll get it done. She, uh, can, still happy write birth- she can still write scripts.
5: Happy birthday to Dr. Tammy. Uh, it must be nice to be... Uh, um, I might just this year, I don't know why, might be going to Calico Jacks. <laughs> oh, that was Just by pretty, yourself? Well I hopefully everybody else would like to come out.
1: If you want to come out and see me out the Calico Jacks. Sounds was like going to Cooperstown, really. That was old school for us. Yeah. That's the original Hall of Fame players. That's when
5: we all came together as a team. Mm-hmm.
1: You could sit on special delivery that night if you'd like. You could third mic it. I would love. If you guys are inviting me, I would
5: love. I'm inviting you right now. Um, But I got this uh, sent to me. Okay. Um, No, it's a little email. We get emails.
0: (laughs) And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically.
5: By the way, where's Mikey Boy going? Uh, that party. So I gotta be where Mikey Boy is. And then I would definitely want to go out to dinner with him. Uh, this one says... Uh, Got shitty tonight during the Pats game. And we kept giving toast to Dumphy. That naturally led to dose for Pepper Hicks. He alert us to the best fine since Keddy Powers. So he deserves some goddamn recognition. Then we left the bar... Rocked a volcano vaporizer and toasted Hicks again for reasons he and Bored to Death can explain. Bottom line Hicks brings joys. I don't want to get all fezzy, but give him good wishes from us unknown fans who don't Twitter or message Bored like fags. And please, Peppy, get back to producing Dave's show. You give Dave somebody to bounce off of. Sam's fucking boring. Get at me, Wolf.
1: James. Oh, thank well, you, those James. are all really nice sentiments, except for the last two lines. Uh, we're not asking Pepe to get back, because he's like, dealing with a lot of shit, and I didn't want to have him come in on Saturdays anymore. Hey, I know your mom died. Now, can you still take your Saturday nights off? <laughs> that sounded like a little selfish on my part. You're so
4: good to me, Dave.
5: But can I tell you something? And I think you got a shot, Dave, getting your own show. But move that fucker into second mic and get rid of your fucking
1: d- dragon
5: along that fucking kid I with you. I love
1: Sam. I've always loved Pepper, too. But when I originally wanted to do a show, he he was afraid to do a show with me. He, what? He thought you'd get in trouble with, I don't know, here, two no. or two or something. That's A. And then B, like I said, his mom passed away. I'm not going to have him come in on on leave his Saturday nights. If he wants to, fucking kick e out like that. Oh, my God, are you doing a dull show now? <laughs> E-Rock and Sam to bounce off of? Um, no, E-Rock doesn't talk. Just me and Sam. Why does Erock come in here and run a board on his night <laughs> off? I don't know. He works hard. No, he, he, he's been helping us out tremendously. I'm, I'm not saying that, that he's been bad. How close are you getting a job in trust Uh um,
5: Any nibbles? N- um,
1: no nibbles. You sent stuff out? <laughs> 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 my face and what I said didn't match, did it? Yeah. You thought I was going to say a nibble? Yeah. None. But there's been nibbles around here. Be better
3: off going to terrestrial. There's
1: been maybe little bites, which is probably the synonym of nibbles. But
5: yeah,
3: but I think put some Neosporin on them.
1: Terrestrial, they
5: they don't want anyone. Anyway. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna let you leave us and stay here.
3: Yeah,
1: that would well terrestrial. Well, I would do both or something. Maybe I don't know. Ooh. On the station. That would be kind of ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you could do this station, yeah.
5: But I can't see you doing here in another fucking station. You already don't get any work done for us. Oh, I got plenty of work done. The problem with staying here is they know the money you're making. But if good. you go to fucking terrestrial, they don't know fucking shit from Shinola.
1: I don't know anyone that terrestrial. I've sent stuff out, I've sent out tapes and stuff. I don't really have any personal connections with anyone we on get CBS friends. Yeah, maybe I should talk maybe I should do that then. Cause I just don't know anyone. Olive is our buddy. See, I only know you guys, really, or the people I grew up in Jersey with. 95.9, They don't want to. They don't want anything to do with me. Well, Catman, <laughs> he's an insurance salesman. But thanks. It's still connections, right? Well, I do need insurance. You're right, I guess, Fez. Probably right about that. But the future's very bright. Or is it? Hmm. I'd like to can I tease something, Ryan, for tomorrow? Please do. A very special Dave Leno tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah.
5: I hope this one's not too Homer or <laughs> Oh, Ben, you're <laughs> in luck. <laughs> Is that the only one I don't even know <laughs> uh, Real quick, Cruel Circus wants to let you know where he's going.
7: Hey, Dave, you catch me at the OG RonFez.net party. I am not going to GVAC's
5: temper tantrum party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then. Dave will be there with a magic marker, <laughs>
1: so stay awake.
5: All right, Look thank you, Paul.
1: <laughs> Peace. Thank you. And I like to wish my son good luck tomorrow for his hospital visit.
5: Best of luck, bro.
1: Thank you. Talking to him. <laughs>
5: that's it for us. And that's the end of my show. Dong.